Hello, I'm Jordan B. White. I've seen a million horror movies. And I'm Stephen Lawrence, and I've seen some. Together, we're going to watch some of the most iconic horror movies of all time. And I'll be watching them from between my fingers. Horror fanatic meets scaredy cat for the ultimate binge watch. This is Nature Trail the Hell. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. I am a comic book editor in New York. And I am Stephen Lawrence. I'm a theme park designer in Southern California. And this is Nature Trail to Hell, the show where we watch horror movies that Stefan has never seen. Because you're, at one point we were saying you were a little afraid of cat, but I don't think that's really true. I, it, well, it depends on what it is. It, it, it's it's kind of obvious the things that make me legit uncomfortable. Uh, and we've definitely gone there a couple of times. Not in the Purge series. I think the Purge series has been my easiest watch of all. More uh, than, well, because you were so scared of Friday the 13th because you didn't know. Because I, did, I guess I didn't. <laughs> afraid of the unknown. And then as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this is fine. I can, I can, I can handle this all day. I think I was, uh, I was uh, upset about portions of Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. only because like outside of Number one was amazing but horrifying to watch. Number two was actually a blast but really uncomfortable. And then the rest of them was a nonstop grind of darkness and rot that I was just like, Arr. it just felt that felt longer to get through than anything else. Uh, speaking uh, of which, we should yeah. mention that by the end of this episode, we will have revealed what we're doing next. Oh, get, get excited, everybody, <laughs> we'll for, that, for, the, for that, that little tease. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, not to give anything away, but maybe I'll be uncomfortable for weeks on end. <laughs> so, uh, our, but, but, but first. But first. Our final bonus episode of our Purge season. Um, I think funny you know, games, kind of, the uh, funny games, the American version. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I am vaguely interested, but no. <laughs> um, as promised, this is the Belco experiment. So, yes, um, I a movie I know literally. I did not even know it existed. It sounds like it sounds like a movie that would have come out in 1977. I'm given that's to understand true. that's not the case. That is not. Uh, the that case. is not the case. But uh, like, I was not aware that it came out. I was. I'm. I'm still not aware of it. I've never heard a single person talk about it or mention it. Uh, I am. Wow. I am as unaware of this movie uh, <laughs> as I can possibly be. I'm un as unaware of this movie as I was of the 1993 box office bomb North, uh, which. Uh, but you seem to be aware of that. Actually, now I'm aware of it because I <laughs> oh. went. Now I'm aware of it because I went to an estate sale not so long ago, and I bought a whole bunch of old premiere magazines from the '90s. And right. one of them was a upcoming previews of North. And I'm like, what is this movie with Bruce Willis in a pink bunny suit? This completely escaped any of my attention. That is ex anyway. I am. I don't remember that. I, I don't. I didn't see it. I remember the ads for it, and I remember it stars Elijah Wood, right? Uh, yeah, and I think it's directed by Rob Reiner. Like oh. it has it has pedigree for days, and uh, was apparently everybody hated it, said it bombed so badly that it basically just got bombed into obs obscurity. Are you gonna find it and watch it? Well, now I clearly have to. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, um, what I'll tell you about this movie before we watch the trailer is not much. I'll just tell you that I, I mean, you, you already know that I like it because I picked it for. Bonus episode. I'm, and I'm and well, you love funny games so much that you're well, like, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So, yeah, that doesn't tell you whether you'll like it, but you know no. that I like it. Yes. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I saw it twice in the theater. 
Mm-hmm. That's how much I liked it. Oh, and, okay. and at some point I made a list of, I, it was a very weird uh, whim. I went through every year of my life, uh, a list of movies that came out and picked my favorite movie from every year that premiered in every year I was alive. And this was my favorite for the year. It came out. Oh. And I'll, I'll tell you what year it is. And then okay. I'm sure you'll be disgusted and be like, there were so many brilliant movies that year, but it was uh, 2016. I couldn't tell you what else came out in 2016 okay. besides Rogue One. Well, I liked it more than Rogue One. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, but I don't. But yeah, I don't want to tell you anything. Then, if no, you no. If you know I nothing, li- I literally know nothing um, about Mr. Belko and his experiments. Where does he? Get <laughs> oh, those- I mean, okay. So then, in that, that's that actually does offer me the even best opportunity. <laughs> yes, tell me based only on the title what the movie's about, please. Well, and, involves- and based on the fact that it's connected to the Purge in some way. It involves a fantastical gentleman named Mr. Belko, and Mr. Belko lives at the at, on, on the in, in the penthouse uh, uh, floor of a Manhattan apartment, and there he conducts social experiments with some of his sparkling and witty effervescent friends. Okay, okay, it's okay. An, maybe, maybe not that I kind mean, of movie. When you say social experiments, what do you mean? Oh, I mean, he's. I'm trying to decide like, if I want to watch that movie. Will Willis, archaeologist. Uh, get along really well with this linguist. Oh, okay, so that's like really, like no, or or, or what would happen? Yes, exactly. Or <laughs> what, what would happen if I pooped in your jello? Okay, well that's you're getting closer. Have you ever seen the answer is going to be no? Have you ever seen the movie called Cheap Thrills? Cheap Thrills, cheap. That's thrills. another one I really liked. Um, no, I don't think so, and it, it's not calling anything to mind. Uh, it it's not about that. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you what it's about. I'm okay. going to tell you what it's about only because like, I can't see how we would get this. You never know. We're it's not going to organically come around to it. A guy who's down on his luck, uh, like goes out drinking and uh, a, a, a a rich couple comes into the, the bar, just like a you know crappy bar. Um, who plays the, the guy? It's a, a, a like a, a medium famous guy. Um, let me look up his name. Jason Bateman. No, David. Uh, David Koechner. Okay. Oh, and the main guy is Pat Healy. Okay. Okay. This is now ringing a bell. I've seen this trailer at least. Yes. Yes. He comes into the bar, and him and his wife just start going. We'll give you money to do that. Like oh, fifty bucks to the first guy who does this, and they keep getting more and more messed up. The things that they are offering them asking money to them do. to do. Right. Uh, and it's, this uh, sounds I, like another Jordan D. White speculative oh, favorite. I love it. Where, I loved it. Where I then it you, you get to ask your friends what they would do for fifty dollars. <laughs> No, that's messed up. Although, you know what? Now that I say, no, 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 say, no, no, not offering them fifty dollars, just asking them. No, no, I'm I not, know, I know. Not, I, yeah, I'm not saying um, that you're that you're David Keckner. That, that that is kind of a film that, that there's there. As I think about it, though, there are more than just that film that are are about this kind of thing, and I do enjoy that as a genre, like indecent proposal. Well, yeah, that, I've never seen that one, but I was thinking of there's a movie called Oh shoot, what is that one with um. Would you lick this for Jeffrey fifty dollars? No, no. Oh my God! It's it's got a it's a name of a a game like a a game that people play like a party. Would game. you rather? I think it's Would You Rather. Um, Jeffrey Combs Would You Rather did a movie called Would You Rather. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. And it's another similar one. Right? Crazy rich guy invites a bunch of random people to this dinner in order to go like. The, the winner is going to get all this money and like people basically movies about desperate people 
um, being offered a lot of money to do terrible things is an interesting genre. It's I well, it's Squid Game or it's any Mr. Beast video. <laughs> which usually have a happy ending but you know plays on the exact same dynamic oh mr beast won't you give me some of this money i can't yeah. afford to pay my student loans i've only seen like one or two of his videos but they were interesting it was like oh really and then it's like yeah it's messed up, it is it, messed up. It, they are they are weird empty shells those videos i find yeah, yeah they're weird stuff they're weird stuff I mean, you do. You watch it. You watch it for the same reason that you you turn to your your spouse or or friend and go like, "What would you do if you won the lottery?" Like that's all. It's just you sit thinking, "What if I had a million dollars? What would I do right now?" Like that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And thankfully, there are a bunch of movies that are that can ask you the exact. Well, the, but the movies, but the movies are, but the movies are always way worse because the movies are like someone in their their worst, moment, like they like their their spouses gonna die if they don't get this medicine that costs fifty thousand dollars a year or something and they're like we can't afford that and that's why they're like i have to i have no choice but to go to this crazy guy's dinner where he's gonna ask me to like who knows what <laughs> yeah well it, that's also the premise of transformers rise of the beasts mind Is you it? well the, the rise I, of mr beast rise i no, thank you uh the uh i'm sure somebody has done a youtube parody that, <laughs> that is that i'm sure it's great uh no it's uh the main main character he's like he doesn't get he, there's like doesn't get one job and then his friend is like well how about you steal this car for me he's like well i guess i gotta steal this car i was hoping it was gonna be the tra- on the transformer side that they were like like, like I'm desperate for energon i'll do i'll do i'll do anything <laughs> it's like anything <laughs> And, and, and strangely, it's rated PG thirteen. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, you want to watch this trailer? Then we can talk I'm, about I'm it re- slightly more. I'm, I'm, I'm ready because I got nothing for you otherwise. <laughs> all right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Velco is a non-profit organization that facilitates American companies in South America. All employees, lend me your full attention. Hey, it's Jesus. Your chance of survival increases by following my orders. Your task is simply this. Kill three of your co-workers or we will kill six others. Hey, all the lines are dead. We need to evacuate the floor. Thank you, come on, it's a joke, man. Hey, listen up, everybody. Whoever's doing this, they're having a little fun at our expense. Stage one, commence. His head exploded from the inside. What? When we start working here, they put tracers in the back of our heads. You must not remove the tag from your body. Follow our directives, or we will detonate the explosive. Begin. Hey, melted it all. Do you know what kind of metal this is? I don't really know. to discuss all our options. We do not have the right to take innocent human lives. What are you doing? My wife and kids need me. Stage two, commence. We don't need no more weapons. We need to work together to get the hell out of here. In two minutes, 
We want 30 of you dead. If 30 of you are not dead, we will end 60 of your lives ourselves. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. At the end of the day, people are out for themselves. James Gunn, writer, producer, you say? I do say. I do look say. At, look at that. Not director, but but writer, no. writer, producer. Well, fun. That looks en- enjoyable. I'm a big fan of James Gunn. I'm looking forward oh, to him yeah. doing superhero movies. He, he, he enjoys playing in that playground. I enjoy his stuff a lot. I've been consistently impressed with him. Controversial opinion. Uh, obviously, obviously not entirely, but I, I, I love, so I've been a fan of James Gunn, uh, since uh, this is my James Gunn hipster speech, I guess, but I've, I've been a fan of James Gunn since back in college, a million years ago when I watched Tromeo and Juliet, which I still adore mm. to this day, even though it is extremely tasteless. Uh, I, it's the trauma version of Romeo and Juliet. I figured it out. Hilarious. No, I yeah. <laughs> sort of that one out. Uh, I mean, I, I I saw Slither back in the day. I love Slither. I thought Slither was so much fun. Slither is uh, a blast. Have you seen Super? Have I seen Super? Which one is that? Is that Rain, Rain Wilson, Wilson as a superhero? Yeah. I have not sort of not seen that one. I've seen other. Love it. Uh, what I, what am I confusing that with? Chronicle. I'm confusing that with Chronicle. Um, yeah, Chronicle. No, Chronicle is about like people with superpowers, uh, and that was um, Landis, uh, right? Max Landis, I think. Max Landis. At least wrote it. I think it was directed by. Was that jo- directed by Josh Trank? Yes, yes. Who yeah, was Landis? Then, wrote it, yep. Who then shit the bed with Fantastic Four? Right. Oh. But but Super is about Rain Wilson. Again, I called him a superhero. He's not. He's a vigilante. Um, <laughs> I think he calls himself like, the the mighty wrench or something, and he just hits people with a wrench it's it's really really good uh, and extremely dark <laughs> not dissimilar from uh, whatever the uh peacemaker sidekick in uh, in uh, in the show yes 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 which i also adored i oh, absolutely he... loved oh show. yeah which was wonderful so good best opening sequence of opening of title course. sequence i think i've ever seen in my childhood anyway but 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 this looks i i you know what i can see why you would select this movie to yeah. be in our, in our, in our, in our purge scenario. Um, yeah. It's uh, I'm surprised that nobody was more curious about the implants they had stuck in their necks <laughs> earlier. I don't want to talk about, I can't go into not, detail not, there. That, that's that's, that's, that's detail. totally fine. But it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, remember those implants when we all started working here? Um, no, it, it 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 looks it looks like bloody fun. It looks uh, it reminds me of the uh, it's uh like a thesis movie, right? It's uh it it's trying to say like, look, we have an idea, we're going to prove it or disprove it here by character's actions, uh, not unlike like Dark Knight, right? This yeah. this movie is 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 playing Joker. Oh, I thought you meant it's uh yeah, it's exactly the same as Dark Knight, um, uh, and a lot of familiar faces. Um, oh yeah, like, not it. like yeah. not like big stars, but a lot of like so oh, I my... know all these guys. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, Michael Rooker, David Dasmelchian. Um, yes. Who else do I see? Uh, that uh, was the only ones that I think I had, had um, uh, names to. Well, yeah, right. Uh, well, John John uh, McGinley from Scrubs, if you saw Clutch Scrubs. Uh, mm-hmm. The main guy uh, uh, is, uh, he was on the newsroom. He was in some other things too, though, and I can't remember what else oh. off the top of my head. 
Uh, what my wife would call one of my favorite guys, and then she can't name them, right? So, like, yeah, it's just like, but like a lot of like, there was a guy in there from The Mentalist. There was a lot. A lot of them are are folks that have worked with uh, James Gunn a bunch. Um, a couple of the guys who were in Tropio and Juliet are in it, but like in very very small roles. <laughs> oh, Big Head from uh, from Silicon Valley was in there. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Last, it's, it's, last it's, yeah, no, this. It looks nasty but fun, right? Um, and which is, I think, I, I think that's an intersection I enjoy, where it's enjoyable and not just a like a horrifying uh, graveyard of human morals. I mean, honestly, James Gunn. So, so he, I like he he mostly directs everything he writes right. at this point. Um, but he just but didn't I like time. the things that he. Well, we can talk about it later. Um, but I, I he I. I like the things that he writes, like like the the only um, oh my god, I just forgot. Zack Snyder. The only Zack Snyder movie I really enjoy is the one that James Gunn wrote, which is uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, it's so good, so much yeah. fun. Yeah, and I, 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 I give I, a lot of I, I just, to James Gunn. <laughs> oh well, sure, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, he he writes. He has a lot of uh, personality to what he writes, and and I mean, honestly, you know, again. It, it's not going to happen, but him writing a Purge movie would be pretty awesome. And this isn't quite that, but it's certainly connected, as we said. Like him writing a Purge movie, I mean, you, nobody else is going to write a Purge movie. It's James DeMonaco's baby, obviously. Well, let, 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 but, let's wait like 10, 15 years, then Purge <laughs> becomes a nostalgia property. Okay. Uh, like like with get, Scream. Like with Scream. Like, like with Scream, exactly, where the people who grew up uh, purging every year no. uh, are, are excited and they want to revisit the purges of their childhood. And uh, and take write more stories for the Purgiverse. I I mean I'm on board. I can't wait. I, like the next generations, oh, James man. Gunn can 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 do a Purge movie if, and revolutionize it. So, if great. the Purge came out, I'm going to speculate for a second. Okay. But if the Purge came out in 1994 mm-hmm. as like a low budget Dimension Films uh, property, it would immediately have turned into a long running Dark Horse comic. Uh, oh, in which sure. the purge is explored uh, in all sorts, sorts of different entities, and it never would have gotten a sequel. It would have made about like $23 million or something at the box office, done moderately successfully, and Dark Horse would have picked up the license. But it still could have starred Ethan Hawke. Still. <laughs> still. But, 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 but him, him and his uh, reality bites days. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Um, I'm trying to see if there actually are purge comic books, and the problem is that the word Purge, purge is too simple of a word, and I'm getting lots of things. Now you're just getting nothing, no, just bulimia comics? Uh, honestly, uh, the first thing that's coming up most is actually a thing called Star Wars Purge, which was apparently a Dark Horse one-shot. Ah. Um, Ooh, now that, now that I would watch. Like, <laughs> for, one, for one day on the Outer Rim, all crime is legal. Oh, wait. <laughs> Star Wars is living through the Purge. Han Solo well, no, just kills it's, anybody he wants. It doesn't count as the purge if it's all the time. It's the, for- the forever purge. It's the it forever, the outer rim forever purge. <laughs> no, no, forever purge. Again, I I think forever purge ruins it. That's just anarchy. <laughs> no, that's number two. That's chaos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that seems like another like okay. So like, if you were to name more purge movies, the purge, purge chaos, chaos yeah. the purge retribution, the purge revenge. 
I like, but that's the thing. The problem with the Purge movies is that I do feel like they just were, they kept going, we have to top ourselves. And which is interesting because, the, again, the first one was the smallest one by a huge metric. So the second like, one didn't have to do much to top it. <laughs> right. Well, no, I, but it did. It, but it yes. went like much bigger. Much better. What I'm saying is like, I, there, I feel like there is room for them to have gone, you know what? The next one's going to go small. Like the next one, we're going to get right. real personal. Next one's going to be like the, the Quentin Tarantino version of The Purge. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, I, it's, it's, listen, let's it's, let every good director do a Purge. It's, 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 it's people trapped in a diner during Purge night. It's hateful eight, but it's The Purge. I love it, dude. I love it. Come on. Like one act play The Purge. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, there's a... You know, so you know how that when you use the word parody, apparently you could do anything at any time. Oh yeah, yeah, fair use, fair use. <laughs> well, there because there is a musical opening in broad, uh, not on Broadway, but off Broadway. On Broadway. Off Broadway in New York City. Uh, of now, now be... a musical parody, and I'm like, okay. but is it a parody? Because it sounds like they're just doing Saw with, with songs. <laughs> I mean, I guess but, maybe then, they're a bit I, funny. I kind of... I'm sure they're funny. Right. I think by virtue of sticking songs in it, it then becomes parody, I guess. But I guess it but might how, be... But I, I feel about that the same way I felt when I when they started doing the, the porn parodies that way, where they were just like, this is Spider-Man, a porn parody. Hi, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. Here's a funny joke. I'm going to have sex with this lady here. <laughs> Isn't that a funny parody? <laughs> were those any good? I did not see them. Or, or I remember when... I didn't see it. I remember when the Star Trek The Next Generation one came You out. spoke about like, it so confidently. No, no, no. I was, But that's just... The, when Star Trek The Next Generation one came out, I, and I heard about that, and they were like... you could. Buy, this was back when you would buy DVDs and things. They were like, right. there's a feature on the DVD where you can watch it, the episode, without the sex. And and it was one of the best Star Trek episodes that had ever been made. It was amazing. And I didn't see it. But I don't understand how any of that is legal. I don't understand how any of that is legal. It seems uh, it's, so it's ridiculous. Fair use. Well, well sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, they're just like, look, we're just going to let and litigate this. It's probably going to bring it more attention to, like, Saw, you know, the musical parody probably... Uh, Actually, I wonder if uh, I, I I did see Evil Dead the musical, but I think that was officially licensed. Official, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that official. Real. That's canon. That's canon. Um, but anyway, I said all that because that, that now we can write a purge parody, yeah, uh, straight uh, Broadway show. It, and, and, and this is not a musical, honestly. This is a this is a drama. We want a dramatic Tony for this. It's parody. the de- <laughs> death of a salesman on Purge yes, Night. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, wait a minute. No, you know what? Now that you said it like that, it, we could just do one of these Pride and Prejudice and Zombies things where we just go like, it's it's Hamlet, right. it's, it's Purge Night. <laughs> kill me, Kate. And there you go. No, that's, again, that's that's, that's the real that's, thing. That's the that's real too thing, recent. Yeah. That's okay. too recent. We have to do the proper, like, the taming of the shrew on Purge Night. On Purge Night. The purging of the shrew. Sorry. The purging that, of the shrew. You really just, right, a Purge and Prejudice. There you go. There right. you go. It just, just writes itself. Oh um, goodness! Great, uh, great expectations on Purge Night. A Tale of Two Cities <laughs> during Purge, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which it kind of already was, to be fair, I guess. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, was the right. night was the night before Purgemas. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, I'm in. All through the I'm house for all of it. People were sharpening their knives on my mouth. The 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 the, the horror movie that I used to say I wanted to turn into a a, a, a musical. Was the movie Buried? I'm sure you haven't seen it. Buried. 
I saw uh, bur- I saw buried alive. I, I think that it no, is I saw, a similar I saw, concept. I saw, I saw dead and buried. That's what I saw. Uh, I believe it is called Buried. It stars uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. And the concept is he is a truck driver, I guess, or something like in That's believable. the Middle East. All right, all right. Go the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like he's 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 hauling. I don't even know what weapons, uh, sure. supplies okay. or something in, uh-huh. in Iraq. Okay. And he gets kidnapped uh, and buried alive. But that's all like before the movie begins because the movie is him buried alive for the entire movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a, a acting of a tour de force from uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. It's a pretty good movie in my all opinion. Right. It's all a pretty right. good movie. Did you happen to see the, uh, are you watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds? No. They 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 had a musical episode no uh, this season and it's hundred percent delightful. Oh, I do want to watch it. I just haven't gotten to it. It I you know I I heartily endorse the series. It is it is enjoyable, episodic fun with some little narrative plot threads that sort of go through it. Uh, But it is it is like watching Next Generation uh, on some level, right? Where it's just like that level of like enjoyable fun and getting to know the characters. And it's in the original universe not it's the a, new universe that's right it's not in kelvin which is off there doing its own thing and maybe we'll never see it again um but yeah it is it is in its own little bubble but it's the enterprise before captain kirk like captain right. kirk floats in and out of it the guy who ended like, up in the weird electric wheelchair not being able to talk and beeping at people i don't know what you're talking about did you not watch the original series um, i'm working my way through it now but i don't have oh. it. i mean i haven't watched all of it Oh my god! I mean, I've seen all the original movies. I've not seen not seen the entire original series. I'm so I, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I, that's I just spoiled the thing from sixty years ago. That's not a spoiler. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally, totally fine. Anyway, no, I, but uh, I, if, if 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 I know there's not enough things to watch, so if you would like to add something to your virtual nightstand, a little book to go on top of there that you will never ever watch, I'm gonna place yeah, it there right I'm now. I'm in the middle of watching the final season of Riverdale right now, which mm. I'm actually super enjoying because it's them actually. That so I'm not going to go into how, but the characters' reality has been messed up enough that they are teenagers again in the 1950s and they don't remember anything but always having been teenagers in the 1950s and it's ridiculous and I kind of adore it. That sounds like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> but it's the whole season. Fair, well, all right, fair, fair enough. Anyway, all right. Um, right well, well, you know what? Um, let's watch I, the movie. I, I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued by this. I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm excited that I, I'm actually a little mad now that I saw the damn trailer. Uh, it's right, but it's all right. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I, I, I probably would have gotten. That feels like what we saw in the trailer is like the first like ten minutes of of setup. Anyway, um, so who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, so uh, I'll just be right back. Jordan. Yeah. This was a good movie. Hey. This was a this was a this was uh this was a delightful movie. Uh I dare say this is one of the better made movies that we have actually watched together, I feel like. Oh, uh, is that true? Yeah, I mean probably. But we've I like like I mean, there the is movies aren't poorly made no no but you can see seams in in them a little <laughs> bit right it's, they're they're not they're not they're not 
I think this is a uh, very competently made piece of entertainment. It is. It's more good. competently made than funny games. It's a different type of competence. <laughs> it depends what you want. I guess there you go. Th- this this movie definitely wants to show you a good time. Oh, uh, yes. and and is it is not terribly. It's not mad at you. No, this movie is not. This mad movie at is not well. angry at me for 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 <laughs> for watching it. Uh, this it. this this movie. This movie, I think. Okay, I will say this. This movie wants to have a little bit more on its mind than I think it than it totally does. I think it doesn't end up saying anything terribly profound, but it is a blast to watch. No, yeah, what it, what it's yeah. I, I, this is a movie that very much. Well, I mean, I think it pulls off the thing I'm about to describe kind of a little bit better than the Purge movies do. Even it it just seems like what what I like about it is it's this thing where you just go, hey, guess what? I got news for you. We're all going to die. Um, in real life, I mean. Right, yes. And, and like, let's like just like turn up the heat on that real quick on a movie and, and, and all of the normal insecurities of how we all deal with that, like get amped up to 11 and, and catch fire. And that's that's what like the good zombie movies are like. That's what the Final yeah. Destination yeah. movies are like. That's what and that's what the Purge movies are like in some ways. It's, there, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit less like you, you don't have a choice because you do have a little bit more of a choice in the Purge, whether you participate or not. Um, but I think this movie does it so well. I think it does a great job mm-hmm. of just going like, here, here's all these different people. They're all going through the same thing and they all react in different ways. And this is what humanity is like. <laughs> well, and, 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 well and, and right. And they do that with fun characters mm-hmm. Right, people are different and recognizable. Yes, there are a lot of anonymous people that get killed in this movie. Sure, but there's but there's, also, but there's of... also plenty of people who have been sketched with just enough care that we understand that they're different and not just sort of nameless people to die. I mean, I would say I would state the thesis of the movie slightly differently, which is, I mean, the I would say the movie has roughly the same goals as the actual perpetrators of the experiment which is to say you know even if you have a moral code can you be pushed to a point where you would kill somebody and the answer is well yes yeah 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 so so surprise people can be pushed to kill uh and especially well, I don't even know if that's the point for well i mean we don't know if that's the point for either of them uh, no but but they hmm, are you sure? Because I mean, what else would the point be? Like there's a, I mean, every single task that is laid before them is, can you kill some people? And if the answer is yes, you get to go on. Right. So they are literally just testing. Can well, you kill people? You know what? But that's the thing. You know, I think the difference between the way you're looking at it and the way I'm looking at it actually is that you are looking at it in a very individual way and i'm looking at it in a very group way you're you're going the test is for a person for each person mm, to see what I each see. person will do and i'm going i think the test is for what does a group do uh and what are, what are the group dynamics that emerge and what are the different um like um, like factions isn't quite the right word but like yeah, the different debates and what happens well, to the people who don't want to kill i mean the debates get the, the debates get less them. interesting as <laughs> as the experiment goes on right <laughs> The debate, yes no. the, the debate is only really interesting before they actually start killing everybody in the building, right? Once it becomes clear that it's 
you are that well, they becomes are at, a little bit less of a debate. It's a le- much less of a debate. They're like, right? It's only a debate until people start dying, at which point it's not. Well, I, which, I which, which is why, it, but I don't want to say them yet because I think sure. They well, which is, I mean, I, 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 and at this is also one of those movies that I think like. Uh, I mean, this happens a lot with movies that the setup is always more interesting than how it ends. I think I. Oh, is that true? I think I well, really like the ending. I no, I like the ultimate ending of it just oh, fine. Okay. I think that that's fine, I and mean, we'll get to that. But I think the you have to have big. You're down two, three people, and they have showdown, and I see what you're right, and then it then it it it's like the ending of like every '90s action movie, which is in in like you know it's. It's in. It's a. There's a bunch of fire, and there it's man to man, and then they have a showdown, and one person dies. Yeah, I mean that's right. Eventually, it's just down to one on one, and then there it is. Although, it's uh, although you know what? It's funny that you say that because the two movies that I would most uh, link this to, like of uh, oh, this is a movie very much like, are two movies that don't end that way. Um, one of which, of course, is the movie we just watched before, Battle Royale, mm. which when it gets down to three people, they're all the good guys. Right. And the other of which is The Hunger Games, which I can't remember if you've seen it. I have, but... No, we I talked can't, about it during I, Battle Royale. Yes, absolutely. The, the last two people are also two good guys. They, the, right. the third person is the is the bad guy, and they killed that bad guy. And then right, I, I think this ends up in a more conventional action mode toward yeah, the end. A little bit, right? a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's because of the way they set it up. But we'll get to that. I think. Okay. But like, I would no. I would say I think I. You know, you can you can feel James Gunn's uh, fingerprints all over this. I think it's written super smart. Um, and yeah, he's good. It, it, the it's, thing you said, it's, he's, it's fun and bleakly funny. Yes, and he's very. I think he's very good at, like you said, sketching people in. Like giving you just enough to go, yep, I get this person. Like they're not just a generic person. Uh, they have just a little bit so I can hold on. Yeah. And it's cast really well. I actually oh, really like this cast. Um, as opposed to uh, Battle Royale, in which I had uh, trouble differentiating uh, I think between is... characters. Not <laughs> not doing a good job sketching in individual personalities in that movie. I don't know. Anyway, well, that one's hard for me because I've, I've experienced it in multiple ways. Already, well, you but... also knew more about the characters because yeah. you had read you, know, you I mean. had like read a thousand the issues manga. of the manga. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about James Gunn. Um, uh, as we mentioned, he wrote this film. He did not direct it. The reason he did not direct it is because uh, he wrote it, and. Uh, he wrote it much earlier than they made it. He wrote it in, I think, what is it, uh, 2007, something like that. Okay. So yeah, 2007-ish. And he, uh, they were in talks to make it, and they were like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to fly you down to South America for however long it takes to shoot it, and you can shoot it. And that's when he went through his divorce from um, Jenna Fisher. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was like, I don't I don't." Maybe this do is that. not how I want to spend my time. Yeah, I don't want to go In this grim, this. dark paradise. <laughs> And so he just moved on and did other things instead. Well, well, I, I don't think, honestly, I think it was more about going and moving to South America than it was about the darkness, because most of his movies are dark. I think the movie he ended up doing instead was Super, which is also incredibly dark, if you've never seen that. 
Um, no, but no, no. really good, really good. Um, but uh, so then he just went, all right, well, and he kind of basically forgot about it. But the, ah, the, the luxury of turning down a greenlit project. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but the company who greenlit it didn't forget about it, and like a bunch of time later, was like, hey, like. Do you, what, do you want to still do that movie? And he was like, I am doing a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and Marvel I, stuff. And I don't have do you know who that. I am? I'm James Gunn. I don't have time for a drag me to hell like trifle. Not yet. Well, not at the moment. But except what he said was, but we can still make it with a different director as long as I still have creative control, like as a producer. And they went, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. So, You're James Gunn. It's cool. So he picked, uh, I guess, picked the, well, helped pick at least this what director, Greg, Greg McLean. Now, I don't I'm know who not that familiar. Is. Me neither. He's done, before this movie, he had done two installations of this Wolf Creek franchise. Um, I have not heard of it. I mean, I think I've heard the name, but I've never seen it. Um, it is an Australian horror film. He's, he's, he's an Australian director. Um, I'm kind of interested in seeing it. Now. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this was directed with some wit and energy. And I think, I, I think o- overall directed really well. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Or at least um, competently. And if you have any doubt that James Gunn did still have a huge influence on it, like a bunch of the people in it. Oh yeah. You like his, his like, brother. Personal friends. Yes. His brother, Rooker is like a good friend of his. Um, two, two David guys... Dasmalchian, of course. Yes, exactly. Two, and then there's two guys in here who have tiny roles, tiny roles that I couldn't even really describe them to, to you. Like they have lines, um, but they didn't have even very well sketched in characters. That's how small the characters they were. In. They are like two guys who are like way back friends of his who are, two of the stars of Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who played Benny, the Benvolio character, and Murray, the Mercutio character. They're in this in, like, pretty small roles. But I'm always, the whole time, I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> it's like uh, whatever his name is in all the J.J. Abrams movies. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I've just forgotten. I feel like I know his Star Wars name more than Snap. I know his actual name. What's that? Uh, Snap yes. Wexley. Snap yeah. Wexley. Exactly. I can't remember. Greg Grunberg. Greg. Yeah, that's not Grunberg. Grunberg? Grunberg. I think that's right. I yeah, that's okay, right. there we go. Okay, sorry, sorry, Greg Grunberg, um, a.k.a. Snap Wexley. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the most likely celebrity we've talked about to be listening to this podcast. I mean, probably, right? I mean, why would he not be listening to it? Um, uh, yeah, no, I, you're right. It, and I would say I think the needle drops in this movie are not up to James Gunn standards for, for me personally. I feel like they're super on the nose. I wonder if they, I mean, they must have been in the script, right? I mean, they're, I mean, tends to write. Prob- probably, but I feel like they were like, like, uh, we'll, we'll see, hear this in a minute, but it's essentially, there's a Spanish cover of we will survive or I will survive. That's yeah. the opening number, which feels a little like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it then- slightly sidesteps it with, uh, uh, by being in Spanish. And then and there then, are two. And there's two California, California dreamings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Spanish covers. Spanish yeah, the Spanish covers, which I think all work well. It just feels a little like, it feels like, do you get it? You get it, right? 
let's talk about this movie. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into Orion it. Pictures. Can I say this for the very yeah. end? It's is Orion Pictures really a ongoing concern, or is it, it's been revived as a banner? I, I don't know. Let's look at this. In the production company's list of this, it says distributed by Orion Pictures. Okay, it's on the wiki. So I think they just were the distributor. I mean, I, I remember so many movies coming out with Orion in front of it that I definitely saw in theaters. They definitely but I, went but bankrupt. I, but I definitely have no idea when the last time I saw it. Like, They're owned by MGM. Um, but yeah, they seem to be still doing stuff. Huh. All right. Good. Um, anyway, it was nice to see. And I nice, nice to see that they hadn't updated their logo in any way. It was 100% the same one from like 1989. I mean, I, I also kind of feel like even if they had updated their logo, it might have been, I, I feel like James Gunn would be like. I feel like there's a lot more currency in, in, this, in, the, in this. Yeah. 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 Sort of like when, when, when. George Lucas. Well, George Lucas, but I was going to say when uh, they, they brought back the Amblin logo. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And it's like, oh yeah, this is great. Well, well what I, what I didn't I, I realize until like not too long ago was that George Lucas single-handedly brought back the 20th Century Fox Anthem. Like oh, is that he, true? He requested it to. It had fallen out of favor because it sounded old-fashioned, and so a lot of movies did not feature the uh, the fanfare. Uh, but he wanted this to feel like an old-fashioned adventure, yeah. and so he actually went back and found like the original fanfare from like the 30s or the 40s, right? The original Alfred Newman one, and put it on the top of the picture like a retro thing, right? It's a wink to the audience to say this is an old-fashioned kind of picture. Uh, and because Star Wars was so successful, people started associating it back with 20th Century Fox, and then it got got reattached to essentially the Fox brand. And yet, and yet, they didn't put the the When You Wish Upon a Star opening on the new ones. <laughs> yeah, probably just as well. <laughs> I, 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 before they came out, I Point. was sitting there going, "Like, are they going to do that? Like, if, if, that would be a terrible. That would be a terrible idea." <laughs> Anyway, all right, Orion Pictures. We've barely gotten enough of first base, but uh, <laughs> we have not. We have no, not. Uh, but we we open and we're in Bogota, Colombia. Yes, uh, which I and I'm given to understand the whole movie, not just this like scene setting thing, is actually filmed in Bogota. Like yes. they actually all went down to location, even though it is a single location and could easily have been shot absolutely anywhere in the world but i'm sure i'm sure it's i'm sure they got it like it, yes oh yeah i'm sure they got like uh like there was a whole like thank you to the columbia production office or whatever um yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's all set in in bogota colombia and we meet uh we might mike milch 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 there we go uh who's driving driving to work uh and it's Sort of all kind of vaguely spooky seeming. Like there's some dumb, um, there's some ominous here that isn't really uh, earned by what anybody is doing, right? It's yeah, not yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah. It's just if, saying Bogota, Colombia is spooky. If you if you took the opening of the film and were like, this is the day of Purge Night, like it fits. <laughs> right. It's exactly what it does. Exactly. It's right. It's definitely definitely say saying it's like there's like a kid in a skull mask. I was like, oh, we got masks. And there's a guy who's like like I I made this corn art by myself. Um, Thanks. though now I want the next uh purge movie to have corn masks. Oh. Like to have people who look like that little corn guy. That would also be a really good um, 
solid uh, mask for a, for a killer and a slasher. Did we talk about this idea? It's corn in the purge. Oh, there you go. Would we talk about the idea in the purge about how in real life, obviously everybody would be wearing like yes, everybody masks. Would be jokers and Batman's yeah, yeah, yeah. and Deadpool's. Yeah, oh, 100%. And there's nothing they could do because it's purge night. It's <laughs> purge night. Co- all copyright <laughs> infringement is legal. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. But but none of this ominousness, no. right? It, it feels a little bit more like, ooh, Bogota. They got some scary kids. Uh, but they, but they, but but he and a bunch of other people are all heading headed to work, and they go. Uh, and we, we, there's a we, delay getting into the, the delay getting to the building. But we well, we see the Belco building. The Belco building is is in the middle of nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. It is not in a neighborhood. It is literally just like an office building standing in a field uh, with nothing else. And there's like a little hangar outside of it or whatever. And they also there's a big like security line getting in, and there there's like some like. Uh, very anonymous looking military contractor dudes who are questioning everybody. They ask to see like your ID. They're opening the trunks. They have those uh, uh, mirrors on sticks that they're using to check for bombs in the cars, which by the way, um, just a side note at some point, at some point I went on an unexpected trip to the Philippines uh, where I came into work on like a Tuesday and my boss is like, look, there's like a 20% chance. It's probably not going to happen, but you may need to go to like the Philippines today. I was like, okay. And I was like, he's like, like I, I, my passport isn't, is expired and I, I can't get a new one. If that's what I need to send you to the Philippines. I was like, okay, fine. Great. I just went and sat at my desk like half an hour. I was like, great. You're going to the Philippines. And I drove <laughs> home and I, and I, and I, and I packed my suitcase and literally four hours later I was on a plane. Wow. Like, uh, on a 16-hour flight to Manila. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but the, the the main point of this is that I, I, you know, I'm I'm like, what is happening? I was not ready to travel necessarily, and I kind of just like dazed and disoriented. I'm and we're we're being put up in a very nice hotel, uh, and I, I get out of my car that I took to get to the hotel, and there's full-on security phalanxes who are doing this with the mirrors oh, okay. like underneath all the cars and they're checking the wheel wells of the cars. And I'm like, what is this? And because I had not expected to travel, I did no research or whatever, but there had been a series of like, like uh, bombings uh, like earlier that month where they would like car bombs. And so they had to check all the code. Like, a, like it was very, Jesus. it was super weird. It was a weird trip in general. Cause this super nice hotel, you was like, there's like this beautiful area. It was like it just high rise hotels and everything's super expensive. And there's like Gucci stores and just like right in and like like it's all like high end malls. But I get up in my hotel room and I look out and it's all like corrugated roof shanty shacks that I'm looking at. So it's like high rise hotel shanty shack. It was the weirdest. Oh. Like I was like, where am I? I do not understand what's happening. God damn. So anyway, you already lived this one. I've I, I lived through the Belco experiment. Anyway, so they're all sort of check, checking checking this here. We, we meet a bunch of the people that we're going to meet. We meet... Uh, yes, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they're, and they're turning away the locals. They have locals who work in this building as well, or who work at Belco. And, but everyone they're being sent home. is being sent home. Yep. Strange. I wonder what's happening. But like they literally, like, and we find out that it's him later, but we meet... Are the CEO of of uh, this particular branch of Belco, which is Barry? I think he's the COO. COO. It's it's I hard. It's it's hard. It's hard to tell the difference between somebody saying COO and CEO. Right? It sounds very similar. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he definitely acts like a CEO in this movie. 
Well, he's definitely the head of this. Whatever this is, this branch. building. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but we like, they asked for his ID, which he's like, you gotta be kidding me, <laughs> which later is, you sort of figure out you're like, oh yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah, they should not ask his, his ID, but we meet him, uh, uh, Leandra, uh, and, uh, a couple, couple other people. Um, yeah. And they're checking in and, uh, they, they sort of, but then, then we transition after that. It seems like a normal morning at the office. Yeah. Uh, so there's a new employee starting. It's her first day. Her name is Danny. Uh, she, uh, I, I presumably is an American, but I don't know for yes. sure because there seem to be people from maybe a couple other countries as well. Um, but the, the, the deal is what, through her coming in and through a little montage, we get what is the deal with Belco and Belco is a company in Colombia whose, whose business is assisting American companies who want to work there, right? Something I mean, like that, or uh, or assisting Colombian companies who want to hire Americans. Yeah, one of the two. I'm Something. It doesn't really matter, and I think they're purposely <coughs> no. a little bit vague about it, right? The slogan is "Business Without Boundaries," yes. which I, I I wrote it down uh, when I was watching because I was like, "That's a funny slogan that doesn't." You could just say that and not have that mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, and later they do talk about how they've been just kind of coasting and like, why does our business matter? And like, what, what, what do we yeah. even do? But the, I'll tell you the weirdest thing uh, in this opening. It was, it was, I've seen this movie a couple of times already. Like this was at least the third time I've seen it. I think it might've been the third. Um, it was the first time I noticed one line where they say that it's a nonprofit. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, and they, I was like, what? What, so <laughs> what like, a weird yeah. detail. No. Well, well, it, it definitely falls into that sort of like, well, what are they doing this for? Like, why are, why is this being operated this way? Um, another the, the one of the crucial things that we learn when when, uh, when I mean, Danny yes. gets set up and has like a there's a company car, there's a company apartment, yeah, yeah, all uh, sorts right. Of money for this, there's yeah. all sorts of like like uh, benefits, uh, and then we also learn that they have a tracking device installed in them. Uh, because of there's a lot of kidnapping, right? So, right, so in, in case they get kidnapped, they they can find them super fast. It definitely, again, kind of leaning into the um, foreign countries are scary, right? And scary. We have a scary guy selling corn cobs <laughs> and kids in skull masks. Um, and yeah, this this opening then becomes basically a little. We talked about the sketching in of characters. Like this is what the opening focuses on. It gives us. People call this um, uh, like off office space meets battle royale, and sure. yeah, this is the office space part. It's just like a bunch of like the banality of the office, yeah. And like, who are the characters? Are uh, so the girl who? Um, oh my gosh, I've just forgotten her name. But Mike's girlfriend, Leandra. Um, Leandra. Um, we are introduced to her by uh, her being. Uh, God harassed basically. by by Mr. Wendell Dukes being played here by uh, by John C. McGinley. Yes, and there's our our direct office space uh, connection. Oh yeah, who, space. Who, who is a really class A uh, solid creep in this movie and play oh, plays yeah. that creep extremely well. Like he's staring at her and she texted me like like normally uh, she texts him and be like normally people stop staring. Uh, when we begin doing it. So fuck off. (laughs) And, but he, 
he like it doesn't matter what she says he does not understand that this is a no and so eventually uh she closes her blind what what because mike comes in yeah and he's yep. giving them a dirty look like why is mike talking to my girlfriend it, it tur- turns out it's not actually <laughs> yeah, his girlfriend uh and and uh she closes the blinds and then of course her and mike start making out because mike is actually her boyfriend yep um but because she also, and he also gives her the corn. He <laughs> the gives corn her, the, gives her the corn cob guy, and she's like, "Ow, what is this? Gross!" <laughs> and then they talk about how it looks like he ate the corn up, but which is entirely which, I mean, possible. Pro- I mean. Probably did exactly. <laughs> uh, they are walked in on by COO or CEO Barry. It's COO, or, trust me. Coo, by Coo, by Barry, uh, who c- comes in and catches them, isn't terribly fussed about them making out in the office necessarily oh, kind of no, gives no. them a little look or whatever yeah yeah it, it's more like like than it is like an actual problem like he's like oh come on yep um, um but we meet a couple other uh, other folks there's there's keith who is a slightly like nerdy dude with glasses who is very charming we have the sort of older uh peggy who is a yep. uh, like older lady uh is terry. terry i actually family we got family. That's how we learn. We see a picture. Uh, British British dude. He's yep. super charming. This actor is really fun to watch. I really liked him a lot. Yeah, he's he's he was one of the main uh, agents in the uh, the Mentalist. But in the Mentalist, he plays a, an American. So I, it's the first time I saw this movie, I was very much like, "Whoa, what's going on with this?" British is he actor? actually British or is he actually I, American? He must be. I I feel like he must be British because like um, you like don't Brit- hire. Yeah, a minor actor to play a British role. If well, and British. and also like like <laughs> British people can play American accents apparently all day, yeah. and then Americans suck at British accents. Right, right. Yeah, I, I feel like it does like, not go. It does not go in both directions. Yeah, no, it really does. It really doesn't. I, like I feel like again, like in, the only situations where I feel like that happens is if it's someone super famous like we, we really want to hire this extremely famous american meryl person. streep right <laughs> yes yes but you don't just go oh that guy's good like have him do a british accent um, <laughs> no no thank you there's 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 a zillion british guys who want this role what are you doing so i assume but you know what let me double check let me let me Th- do this this is super here. important yeah yeah um, oh my god well okay i don't know how to pronounce his name he's not british he's welsh uh his first name is Oh gosh, Owain maybe O W A I N, hmm. and his last name is Yeoman. So I, I huh. uh, he is he's wait Owain. It's probably it's probably it's probably Ewan. Oh, or it's probably one of those variations. How, how do you spell it? O W A I N. It it does look like I think it really is said Owain. Oh good. Um. Anyway. Um. So yes, he he is uh, he is from the the UK at the very least. Okay, there we go. All right, well, good. Um, but, we but he's him. terrific he, in it. He's, uh, ter- sure. he's terrific throughout. I think he does a. He's super fun. I really like him a lot. Oh, Sean um, Gunn is a cafeteria worker. Although we, I guess we don't meet him for a little bit, do we? We don't meet him for a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 in my notes, I've referred to him as Sean Gunn the entire time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but we do. We do see Rooker pretty early on. Just he's yep. like a, a maintenance guy, maintenance dude, along with uh, he, uh, Bud and Lonnie, the two yes. maintenance dudes. Lonnie. Lonnie played by uh, David uh, Dastmalchian, who's yes. always always fun and enjoyable. Um, so a couple of sort of like like you know, uh, Mike is a little 
creeped out by the security thing, right? He's sort of like, this is niggling in the back of his head. Like he's just sort of like, oh, what is what is happening? He looks out the window. He sees that there are a bunch of like those like paramilitary guys who are all going into that hangar that's across the way. And he's like, yeah, this feels weird to me. And he calls down to Evan at security, who's like, look, man, the kid, they they told us some sort of security thing. And like, that's that's all I know. He's like, OK, all right. Yeah, they're not. They're, yeah, there's nothing I, nothing to do with me. Nothing I can do. Um but so so the but the but the their beautiful office morning is interrupted by an intercom announcement. Yeah, it's pretty. It happens pretty quick. It it does jump in pretty quick after the little montage, um, and a voice comes over the thing and says, "Attention, everyone, stop what you're doing, and pay attention. There are eighty employees in the building right now. Very in battle royale. How much time do they give? Uh, they have two. Uh, have two hours. Oh, half an hour." Is it only half an hour? Yeah, the you had the first task is to kill two people in two? half an hour. Yeah, if there are not two, two if there dead. are not two bodies, uh, dead bodies in the building in half an hour, we'll start killing people. Well, he just says there will be consequences. There, right? Okay. Yes. At, at this point, we don't know what, which is part of why everybody is very unsure what this means. So, like, like uh, what a lot of people mean? are going, "Yeah, this is just what? Like, who, who's doing this? This is a ridiculous prank." But. Um, a woman who had just walked into the building uh, in that moment is like, uh, uh, this is not I'm cool. I'm going to leave. leave. And yep. as she heads right Smart. to it, slam a metal, uh, what, what do you call it? Like they're like barricades. Yeah, metal metal sh- shutters, shutters go yep. over all the walls and doors, the entire building, uh, every floor, every side. Uh, of in, in a very oh. cinematic way, of course. Oh, it yes. does it sequentially. Not all at once, because that would be ridiculous. Yeah, you have to go like crawl up the building. Right, ex- exactly. Well, he does does it in a way so the camera can follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, but everybody's you know kind of confused, but not panicking. Everybody's like, "Oh, what's going on? I don't have any reception. That's weird. Oh, this must be is someone drill. Is this a prank? Right? They go check the intercom room. There's nobody in the intercom room." Even with the shutters up, they're going, well, the shutters, like, the, you know, it's just Maybe a dangerous it's a place. Like, this is to protect us. And they're like, yeah, this seems like they're trying to keep us in. And like, yeah, nah. exactly. And my, Mike's like, well, well, what what could get through that? And uh, Michael Rooker's uh, butt is like, well, I don't know. I can blowtorch this. So he goes to get the blowtorch, right? Um, and then everybody's kind of just like gathering and milling about and uh, bury the... COO yes. comes and gives a sort of a small speech about look, look, I don't know what's happening. We think this is somebody just like messing about. Uh, we're going to go. I'm going to go figure this out. In the meantime, have some water. Yeah. Well, cause the, oh, cause also the air conditioner gets turned off, right? Probably. Yeah. 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 Everybody's getting hot. Yeah. yeah. And then, and Mike goes over to him and goes, listen, like it's good to keep everybody calm. So it's cool. That you said that, but like, I, I think this is real. And Barry just tells him, like, wait, what does he say? He says, like, we can Look, agree that, like, half of the people in a situation like this are just going to panic and freak out, right? And he's like, yeah. He's or like, an overreact. Overreact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, maybe you should consider that you're one of those people. Uh, and just kind of just totally blows him off. Yeah, totally blows him off. And he's like, yeah, because Mike's point is like, look, I think these are actually meant to keep people in and not out. Right, because they they sort of have, you know the blowtorch has been give 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 they're trying doesn't to blowtorch it. through it doesn't do nothing doesn't even heat it yep 
it's which is alien weird. metal. <laughs> there was it's a weird a, part where they're like, "What kind of metal is this?" I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. Is it, Granted, it's, these are two it's, dummies. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's adamantium. They've coated the in, the entire building in adamantium. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I believe that's what it is. Yep. So, um, you know, guess what? They don't kill anyone because they don't take it seriously. So. Oh, uh, but we do. Some, some of them go to the the roof to. Well, just like see if they can like attract him, like security guards' attention. Right, they go right. up to the roof, That's and they're like waving at the security guard in the booth, who kind of just looks at him <laughs> and drinks tea. and drinks tea, and then turns <laughs> turns back around. And so this is where we meet Sean Gunn, yes. Sean Sean Gunn's character, who is a consistent delight in Absolutely. this movie. Is just every time he appears. Uh, he's fun and he also is a consistent source of he's a font of ideas he is constantly having ideas and plans and it's fun like every single scene he has another plan that he is working on uh, which is enjoyable but here he's just like look man this is just a psychological experiment they're just here to see what you do what, what you're gonna do look look at me man I'm just relaxed it's not a big deal and as soon as he Soon as he finishes the speech about relaxing into this experiment, taking the day off, uh, the woman's he- ne- uh, the woman standing next to him, her head blows up. Yep. Just immediately goes. <laughs> All these sound effects in this movie are so wet. <laughs> they, it's, a, it's a pretty gory it's, movie. It's a really squishy movie. Um, <laughs> but I do want to I, I want to take the opportunity to praise. Actually, I think the sound design is great. And I think the gore is really good. I think there's, in particular, some really standout moments of really high quality gore and effects that are really effective. I think we'll, we'll, I'll sort of point at them as we go, go go by them, but they're it's they're effective when they need to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did not. I, I neglected to see who did the uh, did the did the uh, the practical effects here. But there's a lot of practical. There's not a lot that feels. I'm sure there's plenty of CG blood here, but it's well. If there is, it's well done, and the stuff oh, that yeah. is real is really good. Yeah. No, I 100 percent agree. 100 percent agree. No. There, like there are some. There are some. They, they look good. You know that thing. What I was gonna say was there's a lot of there's a bunch of fake heads um, that are great. Yeah, yeah. And that so, are like, really good. There's a lot yeah. of fake heads that get effed up. <laughs> yeah, and like there's some like lingering close-ups on fake heads that are fantastic. There's one instance of makeup that I think is garbage, but I'll mention it later. Okay, I'll look into yep. it then. I, wonder, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. So, uh, Shangan is not happy about having this no. woman blow up, ne- blow up next to him. And she's not the only one. We should No, mention. there's a whole... The, there's... A lot of the... Most of the people are in the lobby at this point. Yeah. Um, and so heads start blowing up in the lobby, and they all think somebody's shooting at them from the right. So away. panicking and running around, running around, going crazy, yeah, as, as you do. And it, in fact, you'd think that the voice would just come on and tell them what happened because that's the whole point. But it doesn't. Um, Barry Barry Norris, the CLO, is the first one to figure it out. Uh, he he like kind of I guess to... notices that there's no shots coming, and he kind of goes and he literally starts poking around, like with inside. like a pen or something. This is great. <laughs> this is right. He's just like a little pen, and he's like lifting up little flaps and stuff. And like this is where I think like the 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 effects are really good. That that hair in particular on the flaps of skin around the wound 
I mean, that's clearly like solidly like good hand punched hair. It looks yeah. really realistic. It's really they good. Did the work. They yeah. put in the, the time. Oh yeah, which is good. Um, but yeah, he's he's the one who goes. Uh, this is uh, this, this wasn't a shooting. This this his head exploded from the inside, and it is at that moment that Mike. Oh God! Just loses his mind. That they all have this thing in their head, and that this is what it is. He books out of the room. And oh, the man. like, what's Just going on? Goes. Follows him. He's running around. He runs to the kitchen. He's looking for knives. He's not finding any. He finds a box cutter and he runs into a, was it a bathroom or like a, a, a yeah, like a, like a, a work storeroom or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has a mirror, so whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. And he starts taking the box cutter to the back of his head. He slices open the back of his head and starts poking around with his fingers in there, trying to get the thing out of his head. And, mm. That's when the voice finally comes on and goes, Mike Milch, M- Mr. Milch, stop trying to remove the implant. And he doesn't. And it goes, you have 10 seconds to comply or we will detonate it. And it starts doing a countdown. And he is not able to get it out of his head in time. No, but he's so he's he's bleeding plenty. He's bleeding plenty. I, I, I think at two, he just kind of gives up, puts his hands up, and they stop. He comes out. They, they stitch him up, and they start making their new announcement. And they're like, okay, so now you know. We're serious. They didn't say it like that. Right. But that's the implication. That's the implication. Now you guys know we're serious. Uh, so so let's move on to the next uh, stage of this. Here's what the deal is. Uh, there are, is it 60 already at this point? So I guess they killed. Uh, there are 76 people left. 76. Yeah. Right. That's right. There are 76 people left at that point. They only killed four. Um, so, so wait, wait actually. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Go ahead. You have two hours to kill 30 of them. If 30 people are not dead two hours from now, then we will kill 60. Uh, or at least make sure 60 die. Uh, yes. it, it is, they actually say we'll kill 60, but they really mean we'll make sure. Right, because otherwise the map doesn't quite yes. work out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, we will make up the... We will take... Ha- we'll make up. <laughs> we're like, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take however many people you did kill, and then we're going to add enough dead bodies to add up to 60. Right. Are, are we clear? We get it. Uh, the only thing I want to mention before that is that there's a... There's an extremely shitty conversation that Leandra has right before this with Wendell Dukes, where... Uh, oh, when, yeah. oh, where Wendell Dukes come in and, he's, and is is basically like, what is that guy? Your boyfriend? And he's like, he's like, he's like and she's like, what, what, what? what? Yeah. And he's like, d- d- you know, don't don't think that I don't know what you're doing here, right? That you've been uh, giving me mixed messages. That uh, you know, you're always like sending me flirty emails and giving me flirty looks. I know what you're doing. I and she's like. Off. Yeah, exactly. I've talked to him all like, and, and she's like, what the fuck you, right? And it's just like really kind of just in his face about it. And he, he doesn't take that in, incredibly well. Um, the only, the other thing that happens before the second announcement is that A, Terry discovers that there are cameras hidden everywhere in the building. That's so how they, they knew start, Mike was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They sort of find them. There's like three hidden inside a picture frame or something. Uh, right. So they're constantly being watched. It was removing some of those. And then the other thing that happens is that Barry tries to convince Evan to give him the guns. Is that before that? Yeah, it, it happens right before that. So he kind of goes up and like, hey, you know. Why don't why don't you? Uh... Oh, and it's the, yeah, it's so it's so bullshit. Yeah, because he says, "I think in order to keep them safe, you should give it to me." And it's like, no, they seem 
perfectly safe back here in this locked closet. Yeah, that, they that, are that, that fully locked there. up, and there's only all one set, key. All set, thanks. Safe, and, he's, safe, he, nice. and he's like, you work for me. He's like, well, then I quit, but uh, I'm still not going to give you the guns. Um, so, so when they make the announcement saying you have to kill 30, they say also no removing the implants. Yep. If, you, if you even try to remove the implant, you will instantly be blown up. Uh, and no more destroying the cameras. cameras. You will be instantly blown up. They have and a weird so, Fred Turner phrase where they're like, you're mostly free to do as you yes. please. Yeah. Well, they are. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I mean, they keep adding more things that they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> well, just one more. I think just one more. Maybe. Yes. Um, so, okay. So basically Barry calls a little meeting of everybody and is like, let's talk about this. I think we need to discuss all the options here. And to which Mike is like, uh, unless one of those options you mean is that we actually listen to them and kill people because that's not worth discussing and we're not going to even discuss that. And Barry's like, no, I'm not saying we I should mean, kill do- people, but we should talk about it. <laughs> we, should, we should at least discuss maybe killing 30 people or whatever. Um, and well, Mike just keeps pushing back real hard. It turns out Mike and Barry do not see eye to eye. Well, well, part of the instigating part of this, right before this happens, is that Wendell and a bunch of other dudes, as soon as this announcement happens, immediately go and get a bunch of like kitchen knives and meat cleavers. Uh, And and everybody's like, "Uh, what are you doing? And they're like, nothing. We're just getting a bunch of knives and meat cleavers. Yeah, not not a big deal. Just a bunch of knives and meat cleavers. Uh, And... And like, uh, it was like, and that, that's what sort of leads into the sort of, uh, for, uh, heading down to, to sort of have this big sort of like powwow. Uh, but there's also the scene with Bud and Lonnie who are simultaneously right. down in the basement. Cause they're down in the basement. Yep. They're down in the basement doing some maintenance shit or whatever they're doing. Oh, uh, and someone else is down in the basement. Oh yeah. Danny who immediately like ran and like hid behind a box. Yes, when the first announcement went off, she was just like, fuck this. Yeah, Everybody else is, was going, this is some kind of weird joke. And she was like, And she's like, nope, here. fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is probably the right decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it's essentially, what, what, what happens is that, you know, Bud's like, Bud is clearly like very protective of Lonnie. Oh, yeah. Right, very much like, I think, like, it's like, it's like look, man, it's like, it's like this, you know, tries to calm him down. And Lonnie accidentally, it's a really good scene. Lonnie accidentally mostly wangs Bud in the head with a wrench. Yeah, because Lonnie's just freaking out. He just keeps saying, they're they're trying to get us worked up so we'll kill each other. They're they're, they're trying to get us to kill each other. Um, And he he just, yeah, Bud just comes at him the wrong way. And he's facing the other direction. And he just, yeah, he whips around, gets him in the head. with like at wrench. first, it's like, oh, this can't, this isn't so bad. And then you see his head. It's like caved oh. in. I don't know if I've actually seen this in a movie. Like, this was, it's like literally a sort of like, and you know, I clearly kind of CG'd in there, but like, is a big divot in his head. And Bud doesn't, this is really, I thought this was affecting. Bud doesn't comprehend what's happening. Yeah. Like, he sort of like is, so what just happened? Was well, something hap something happened? Something happened and is confused and dazed and then just dies. It was very sad. Yeah. <laughs> like it was very sad. Very I mean, sad. 
Rooker's a good actor, man. He's a he's a great actor. Yeah. So uh, and so in his devastation of what he just did and not wanting to have done it, Lonnie looks around and actually sees that Danny has seen Danny. this. Yep. And so he, she goes, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone. And so I didn't see, I see anything. Yeah, exactly. And, she, and he runs after her and, you know. He's like, he tripped. He just tripped. He tripped and fell. I didn't do anything, whatever. Uh, but he gets really rough with her and he's attacking her and she kicks him. Well, she like, she, yeah, yeah. Well, she like puts her feet up on the wall and kicks backwards and, and Lonnie's like just flies back into some rebar that is like sticking yes. out of the wall. Shutting out of the and, wall right into his head. And dead. He's dead too. Dead. So, hey, two down, only 28 to go. This is going to be fine. Uh, be easy, 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 <laughs> peasy. Uh, but you're yeah. right. That's happening at the exact same time. We've lost yeah. those two. Those two. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nice, so uh, nice guys. In the meantime, Leandra in this uh, has a counterpoint for Barry, which is how about we have a different plan of action, which is not killing 30 people, but going up to the roof, making some banners, hanging them off the building and let people know about a situation and maybe they'll come and help us. Uh, Sean Gunn also has an idea, which is pull the fire alarm. The fire department will come and save us. It's not true. It's just an internal fire alarm. As it turns out, it just makes everything more horrible. Um, these are, this is wow. m- most of Sean Gunn's ideas throughout this movie do not work and are make things actively worse. Almost all of them. Yeah, almost almost all of them. Exactly. But uh, so, so they start prepping for a banner. But, um, but Leandra's pissed off at Mike. Um, Wait and, for 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 making a making a scene with yeah uh, for making a scene and for not I guess for not being willing to talk about it because she's kind of like what what you you need to like face facts that we're in a fucked up situation like something might have to happen and like we need like to you can't be holier than thou about this like yeah. like we may actually have to murder again she, so it's when you say it like that it sounds terrible and it, obviously it I'm is. on my side I'm, it is but. They don't well, have her say that. They don't have her come out and go, look, we might have to kill people. And in fact, like you'll see her arc over the course is that when it actually does start getting stated a little bit more blatantly, she's not actually on board for that. But in this moment, she's like, yeah, stop fucking being like, there's no discussion. Like we have to have a discussion. Like this isn't that, it's not right, simple. We can't just shut a it down. Situation. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's fair enough, even though she's right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill 30 people. Um, so are they you, start. Are, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty confident in that. So they start looking for supplies. Wait, and, but why? Well, let's I mean, talk usually, about usually it. you're pro murder. No, I'm never pro murder in real life. <laughs> but this is not real life. Well, no, but I'm saying if I'm in this situation, then it would be real life. It would be real life. Okay. In the same way. So, that so if, if I was in the purge, I'm not going to purge. Oh yeah, no, of course you wouldn't. You're saying that like you don't believe that. No, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. Jordan, would I do this podcast with you if I didn't think you were a good person? I I hope not. Wait, that's the right. I hope not. That's right. Um, Okay, so so they're they they're they're often this little argument, but then they're still sticking to the plan, and so they start looking for supplies, and they uh, they're poking around downstairs, and suddenly they go, "Hey, where did the where did the well the the the, the welder go? Where did the yeah, where did the blowtorch go? Blowtorch. Where did the blowtorch go? Hmm. And they kind of hear it, and they they creep over, and hey, guess where it went? Um, Barry and Wendell and 
a couple of T- the other Terry, bags. Vince, and John Landis. Oh yeah, because that, that's that's what I missed. I, that's what we skipped when the when the meeting blows up because Leandra makes the suggestion and the conversation starts. Barry is so upset. He's so like these people are not even listening. Like what the fuck? But Terry, as right before Terry leaves, Barry's like Terry, Barry and Terry, Terry. You got a family, and he's like, "Yeah, that's my character trait. I have a family." Um, that, that's what's in the script. <laughs> you, you have a family, and he and they have the beginnings of this discussion where they're just like, "I hey, all this is well and good, but like, for me, the most important thing is that I can be around to provide for my family, because without me, my family is fucked." Like they, it's a it's, my, my family <laughs> is extremely helpful. <laughs> yes like it's it a is. really fucked up point of view even for like yes loving your family is sensible i love my family but they are soft little marshmallows <laughs> yeah they're boned if i die um, because i definitely didn't get life insurance before i moved to, <laughs> to colombia <laughs> i mean they'll be listen they'll be extremely sad if he had focused on how devastated they would be for him dying but he didn't um no. so but that's we see the beginning of that conversation so so now they have taken the blowtorch and they are using it to break into the armory to get the guns. And Mike's like, uh, hey, guys, what you doing? And they're like, none of your fucking yeah. business, dweeb. Like, we're getting the guns. Don't worry about it. Uh, and the security guard has come over with them. And so he pulls out his gun and he's like, get, get away from that. Uh, and um, he's, he's freaking out. Security yep. guard. He is ready to blow a hole in them. Don't and this is, push me because this, I'm close to the edge. This is where this is where you think I am pro killing because it would the world would be better off and the whole movie would probably well who knows it's still going to go badly. They want to make everybody kill each other, but like it's like oh man, I wish he had it could have gone a different guys. type of <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It would have been nice for him, to, but he doesn't uh, because Mike talks him down. Mike's like hey hey man hey man look you don't want to do this. I want to do this, um, and so they're like. Great. Now we're going to go back to doing the thing that you don't want us to do, uh, and you could go fuck yourselves. And so they start breaking into the armory again, and Mike, then all of a sudden the gunshots happen, and Mike has taken the gun and shot the the blowtorch. Now here's the part it where doesn't, I go. <laughs> doesn't stop anything. They seem to apparently are able to open that uh, gun cabinet just fine, no matter what. No, 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 no. You're misremembering. That's not okay. That's not true. They they do not open it. He he's this this stops it. The blow the blow. Oh more. yes, I remember now what happened. The, the part that I'm so shocked about is that he shot a gun at. I don't know what makes a blowtorch run, but I would assume it blows up. <laughs> here's a here, here's a secret. Let me, yeah. let me let me tell you a secret, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that when you shoot something, it doesn't automatically set it on fire. <sighs> Sure, but Did like you know that? pressurized gas can. Yeah, like, the gas will leak out. There's, isn't there going to be a spark from the, the metal on that's metal? Not, that's not how that works. Okay, well, good. Well, then this movie is they, they, better. Well, I, mean, I mean, like, it, it, this movie actually apparently functions more like real life than a movie. Because if it was a movie in any other movie, a tank would have immediately blown up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Or, or a video game, because yeah, that's very helpful. Exactly, right. Shoot it. <laughs> Boom! But, you know, exactly. Immediately blows up. Right. But it's not exactly how things work. Okay, okay. So yeah. so this stops them, and, he, and Mike is just like, well, all right then. And, and he walks away, and they get to go. And this also... And Mike gets to feel a little like a badass, but also like everybody else is like, uh, you've made like an enemy now out of like yeah, yeah. the fucking special forces guy. Because oh, this yeah, is what yeah, we yeah, learned mentioned. earlier, yeah. is that Barry, the COO, is and actually Wendell. and and Wendell are both like special forces dudes trained to kill, and now apparently running these sort of uh, have a cushy office jobs um, for a nonprofit. All right, I I, I guess the, the nonprofit thing blows me away because like on some level it's like you know, this is like a in addition to just being like generally what people are like, it's also like oh it's but it's also corporate world. But then it's like oh by the way it's a nonprofit, and that just it just throws me for a loop every time I think about it. Um, so. Also, also that yes, that these special forces people are like we're going to join this nonprofit, and, and I. Well, but you know, but maybe they. I can see if they're in a in a place where there are a lot of kidnappings, they may actually want somebody with security or military experience to go work sure, in these sure. places. Anyway, um, but so, so so group goes up. They're like, all right, so so gun cabinet notwithstanding, they they like decide to go up to the roof to go hang up these banners, uh, which goes poorly. Yes. Uh, they immediately get shot at by the security guards when they start to hang those banners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are f- firing automatic weapons at them. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, but Mike, Mike uh, won't really give up. tries. Yeah, he's really tried multiple times, and so much so that the voice has to come back on the radio and be like, "Do not fucking hang a thing off of the." Building. Here's one more one more rule. I forgot about the rule about hanging things off the roof. Don't hang any messages. If you try, you'll blow will blow you up. And here's the thing he then tries again anyway. And the other people have to wrestle him to the ground to get him to stop. Mike really cares about not killing people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and he's, he's hopeful that maybe if we can, if I can just make this happen, even if they blow my head up, I can, maybe it'll help help. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but again, people are, people think he's crazy. Uh, but I mean, to a certain extent, like he's, kind of right because unless they actually send people up there yeah. those banners would you know would be would the be there exactly exactly right exactly they would have to actually get up there personally to go get them um and so without that yeah i mean he's right like if he actually managed to hang the banners maybe something would happen although the argument probably against the whole plan in the first place was this is in the middle of nowhere yeah, which they do on this road. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. it was a long shot anyway. Anyway, but, but so the, cow, um, the cows would know. So, so again, uh, that's done with. Everybody's kind of going back down, uh, down the stairs from the roof, and uh Uh-oh. as they come down the stairs from the roof, Mike gets hit in the face with a like a fire extinguisher fire or something. Knocked yeah. out uh, by Barry. By Barry. And they have jumped him and um, what is the security guard's name? I broke down it. Evan. 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 They've jumped them because they want those keys. Oh yeah. And they do. so uh, Mike's down on the ground. Evan is there. They've got. Um, they don't have guns, but they've got, you know, weapons and shit. I think. Yep. Kni- and uh, Wendell's got a knife on him, and so he says to him, uh, "Oh, and they, they knock the gun out of his hand, so they don't. He doesn't have his gun anymore." And so they said, "Give me those keys." And Evan throws the keys down the stairs a bit, like in disgust. Not, not, not too far. 
Yeah, no, it's not like not like he's stopping them from getting them, but he's just be, like go get them. Oh, yeah, final, fuck you. Uh, and I say final because Wendell, just even though they him. did it, yeah, yep. he he's got the keys. They don't need to kill him. He just stabs him in the gut, and everybody's like, no, as it turns no, out, dude, all of the subtle uh, characterization they've been giving uh, <laughs> Wendell pays off here, and we're like, oh wait, he's a bad guy. Turns out he's a bad guy. Turns, turns out he's a bad guy. This is a shocking reveal. This is it. Yep. Um, and yeah, they, he is stabbed. He, and he is dead. Uh, He's dead. He doesn't die. And I, and I, and I, no, but I, I like, I like Devin. He was pretty good. He was a good dude. So they take those keys. That's how they get into the army. They That's take right. Straight yep. downstairs, and they unlock it. They unpack all the guns. They, and they say something about like There's too many, too many yeah, guns here. That the, they believe, and I think they're probably right, that these guns were actually put there by whoever's doing this to them. Right. Uh, and what he actually says is they were put here by him, and they go who? And he goes our new god. New god. <laughs> Ridiculous. Which I will say, though, I think they cast the the voice of the announcements really well. I think it's a good, creepy voice. But was the voice actually the character they called the voice? I believe so. It didn't sound like him. Really? Okay. It, I, I, I can't swear to swear that, but I enjoyed the, the edge and the crackle and the timbre of that voice. It's a good voice. So, um, so but, what comes next? Well, but here we go. He's a Barry has a plan, right? Yeah. Barry's like, look, we have the guns. We are now going to do what needs to be done. We are now going to make sure that we bring <sighs> our kill total up to 30. Right. Uh, and so he gathers everybody in the lobby, uh, and he pulls aside those with children and he, uh, pulls aside the 60 and overs, which Sure. I thought for sure he was like, like when he pulled the 60 over, I was like, oh, he's going to kill the 60 knowers because they don't have much time left. And That's I was right. like, wait, yeah. but he pulled the children. Is he going to specifically kill the people with children no, too? No, no, no. No, you, no, no. no. I understood what's happening. I figured that out eventually. Right. Went different they, walls. Exactly. Uh, and then he starts selecting people. Yeah, because, in a very... because, because, because you, you, I mean, the, it was the beautiful moment of frustration where right. he pulls out the 60s and then he's like, that's, that's not enough. That's like six, seven people. <laughs> not enough over sixties. We are we are we are ageist in our hiring practices, and it finally comes around to bite us. Oh god! Um, yeah, and then he starts does starts doing a selecting thing, which is this very. It it ends up being kind of a creepy thing where he's like him, her, him, him, her, and he's just kind of doing it in a rhythm, and he's just kind of steal himself up to do it. Oh, and somewhere in here, Mike woke up, saw that Evan was dead, and then came down and joined the group because then, of course, obviously, obviously, he's like, "Hey, you, him, yeah, uh, is on the list." So, yeah. um, uh, and I, you know, I forgot. I think it was in the first scene where they're arguing it, not this scene, but in the first scene. The I forgot, another thing we we didn't mention was Mike's. In addition to arguing like this isn't something we should do because it's the wrong thing to do, he also goes. There's also. I forget what, how he puts it. I don't think oh, he says yeah, there's yeah, a practical yeah. argument. And they're like, what? And he goes, that they're not going to stop. They're not going to go, congratulations, you killed 30 people. The rest of you are free to go. It's like, they're not going to let any of us live. <laughs> yeah, th- are you kidding me? Like, wh- what? Like, why should we do anything that they say? They're going to kill us. Um, and which is, which is probably the most compelling argument. Like, why? Oh, yeah. Really, why? Why do any of this stuff? 
they have not. I mean, even if by the end of it, like spoiler, Ooh. by the end of it, there is a one person will win situation that they that they. But put that's the not table. guaranteed. But they haven't said that yet. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody knows it that at right. the beginning. Your assumption, it your, out of here. your assumption should be you will all die, yes, right? Absolutely. If somebody has complete control over you. Because, because yeah, there's just no way that you are going to be in a giant group that murders 30 people at the command, and then they'll go, great, be on your way. No one needs to know. Yep. Um, anyway, so, so, so like you said, he's selecting everybody. Mike's one of them. And um, that's... And, and he asks for music to be put on. Yeah, because he, it's going to be... Because he knows it's going to be really disturbing. <laughs> it, the music doesn't help. He just wants it to slightly cover up the sound. He keeps asking them to turn it, it off. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. It's a transistor radio, essentially yeah. that they're that they're playing it out of. I was like, I guarantee you, any gunshot is going to be louder than that. And this is this is Hotel California. This is uh, the first, first. No, this is California first. Dreaming. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, I, I got California confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's California Dreaming, and Mike just uh, sorry Barry just starts starts executing people. One by one, and um, when as Wendell is counting, and yeah, Wendell is counting them off. Oh, and they, uh, by the way, they are aware of the other people who died. Like they're aware of of Barry, uh, Bud, and uh, Bud and Lonnie. Lonnie. Was there anybody else that died between them? I feel like there is, and we might have forgotten. It doesn't matter. The point is, they're Evan. aware of them. They've got them all. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, so they are. Uh, they're counting. Meanwhile, uh, Terry is standing over near Mike, and he's. He barfs. He's not happy about it. He's clearly freaking out. And so this, this is a this is I kind of love this exchange. I, it's I so do terrible. Too. I and do too. He, Mike is going, Terry. If you give me give me your gun real quick, like we can end this. This, this doesn't have to happen. Like it, I, like clearly you don't you're not into this. Like just give me the gun. Give me the gun right now, and we can stop this. And Terry goes, Mike's trying to get me to give him his gun, but I didn't do it. And, and he's like, Good for you, Barry. <laughs> Now shoot him. Good for you, Terry. <laughs> yeah, good, good for you, Terry. Now shoot him. Uh, and so then Terry is now been instructed to just shoot Mike while while Barry is shooting everybody else. And he puts up his gun. Oh, so meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile. In the basement. While all this was happening. Not just in the basement. Uh, Danny actually comes up from the basement. Yes. Uh, and there's like, well, she keeps, she, she hears things. She's hearing shit going on. And she is, she comes up and looks and is like, oh, this is fucked. Goes back down to the basement. And as Terry is pointing the gun at Mike and like whimpering and trying to decide if he's going to actually do this or not, uh, she turns off the power. And the entire place erupts into chaos again. Everybody starts running every dire- which direction. Panic, 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 Guns panic. are being fired. People are getting killed. Uh, yep. But, but so, again, it's chaos. Yeah, exactly. So we, we have uh, just some, some, some place setting here is that uh, Danny and uh, Roberto, who we met earlier in, one, in, our, in our office setting, office scene setting, uh, they end up on top of an elevator in an elevator shaft. Um, and then there's a, in the whole melee, several of the Barry's, uh, vigilantes, uh, get killed. So we have, uh, the guy who looks like John Landis with the beard, uh, gets killed. And there's like one other guy, I think. As Is well. this then? No. Yeah. It's, it's in this whole section, right? It's, it's a whole, uh, because a bunch of the people who start running away, kill one of them by k- kicking the crap yeah, out they, of them. They, they do. Oh, and that's the guy who we haven't talked about. That's the guy who actually saved Danny's life. Uh, mm. Not saved Vince? Life, 
Yeah. Um, she, she, at the beginning, when she first gets there, she like sees him and thinks he's cute. And yeah. There's a little like batting of eyes back at each other. And so then when he is rounding up everyone to put them in the lobby so that they can choose who the 30 people are who are right. going to kill. He's he sees past her, her and, and lets her stay. Yeah, um, but then he gets kicked to death, and it's fine right. because it he's a piece of shit. Fine. <laughs> exactly. And so then we have Barry, Terry, and Vince are left of the sort of, of the kill everybody group. Wait, uh, which one is Vince? Uh, Vince is the guy who looks. He just has like a little. He has a gray goatee. He may have been the HR guy. I'm not sure. If that's true. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Vince, sorry, v- Vince is not part of Barry and Terry's crew. Maybe Vin- not. Maybe, maybe it, no, it's another guy. That, it's another guy that looks like that. Then no, no. Um, Vince is alive. Vince is the one who. Listen, don't worry. About it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. And, and, matter. and Wendell also is. Yeah, alive. exactly. He's, totally the right. He's the other one. From um. So, but after all that, there's an announcement, yes. which is, uh, uh, you have killed, uh, twenty nine people, which is uh especially uh shitty. Because they, they like Barry is is particularly like deflated because he really tried super hard to get to thirty and was not able to do it. Uh, but now they have two minutes. They have yep. two minutes to kill one more person, or they're gonna start blowing up heads. Uh, and there's a uh, there's a scene where it's like uh, Leandra has run off and has sort of like hid in one of the little office areas. Yep. Uh, and uh, she has an encounter with Barry. Because I'm even sorry, Terry. The, even before the announcement, Barry told Terry and Wendell and whoever else was left, just kill everyone you see. Right. Just kill everyone you see. That's the only way this is going to work. Right. Um, exactly. So that's why Terry is just stalking around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and then, so, but Leandra is sort of she she very resourcefully takes one of those paper cutters that you had in like your first grade classroom or whatever and dismantles it and turns that into a machete. Um, so, so they're not sharp. <laughs> what's that? When they not, would be if if you got one in the face, it, it, because metal to your face is bad. But they're yeah. not. They don't. They, those paper cutters are not honed. It's just that there are two. It's there are two metal surfaces that are grinding together that cuts. They're not like anyway. Whatever, Jordan, <laughs> you and me in the desert, <laughs> paper cutter fight right now. Let's pass. find out. Pass. Let's find a no, hard pass. Okay. So, um, so yeah, she uses but, that. But she, attack. yeah, attacks him, but he then turns into a blubbery little mess. He's like, no, kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. And she doesn't. Uh, she stops. And the two, um, then the two minutes run up. Two minutes are up. And now we get a whole bunch of people whose head blows up. And they're like, well, sorry. 31 didn't more do people it. need to die. 31 need to do more, do more, people. more people. And guess and who the first just, one is? Guess who the first person whose head blows up is? Who is it? I do not recall. Terry. Oh, of course it's Terry. <laughs> of course it's Terry. Poor Terry. I just you you spared him, and then we're gonna rub it in. By yeah, exactly. Him up first. And then it's, there's some sort of classical music that I that I that I will will not be able to place with words, but it's like da 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 dum, da 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 dum, and heads blow up left and right. Uh, anybody um, notable? Let's see. Um, uh, we got uh, the older the older woman office worker, Peggy. Because, Peggy, because Peggy. Mike had spent some time in the chaos saving her. Him and Leandra got separated like right at the beginning, so he so he's no. not with her. But he ends up latching onto Peggy and saving her uh, from it and leading her away. Yep. And of course, then she blows up in his face. 
Yep. Uh, and then uh, Sh- uh, Sean Gunn is oh. watching an entire like cafeteria of people blow up in front of him. Oh, right, because we we you skipped his other revel his other theory. Oh yeah, because he is convinced <laughs> that it that there's something in the water that is that is drugging everybody and making them sort of mass hallucinate. Which there is a lot of emphasis on the drinking water in this movie that is not necessarily paid off. Like when we see Leandra in the very first introduction scene, we're in the car. Her car is full of water bottles from Belco. Huh. It is like her entire passenger seat uh, floor is just covered in water bottles. That's I didn't remember. Anyway, but like yeah, Sean Gunn has been running around and like uh, rip water ripping cooler. off the like the water coolers and just throwing me like it's in the water and they're just like running through like an engine of chaos. Was it his buddy who goes? It's gonna get moldy. Yeah, it's gonna get moldy. It's very funny. Yeah, um, but he's watching this, being like, it's all in my mind, man. It's all in my mind. Uh, and then the very last, very last one is that that the nerdy kid Keith and the glasses and he goes. Oh, it stopped and then his head blows up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then that's it. So but it's announcement time again. Yes. It's announcement time again. Uh, this time they say, so there are, is it there 16 people left at that point? No. Uh, yes. Let's see here. Yeah. It basically, I'm not sure if yeah, they say 16. It was yeah. 76 and yep. then it went and down by yeah. 60. So there are 16 people left and they say, great. Um, how much time do they give this time? Well, say like no, they say whoever has killed the most people in one hour one gets hour. to live. Yes. So here are the current tallies, and they give you the tallies. So uh, Barry, of course, is leading the charge with eleven. Uh, oh, Wendell, did you write down the scores. Oh, I, I, I did. I, I wrote down. Wendell has seven. Uh, Vince has one, and, and Vince has one because that you know, that is the HR guy, and he killed. Yeah. That's the guy that I think that they're giving him the one that wherever the people kicked him to death. Because he's like the biggest part. Okay. And then Danny has one because she killed Lonnie. And, and uh, Roberto goes like, uh, theoretically, t- takes Lon- his arm off of her. Well, I guess there are other people who have more but are dead now because yes, no, Lo- Lo- Lonnie doesn't get one because he's nope. dead. Nope. Um, so Wendell nope. immediately is like, well, fuck it. I can't let Barry win. <laughs> And so just really goes to work with a meat cleaver. Up. Yeah, he's in a bathroom and he finds like one or two people, I can't remember, and he just starts chopping them up with it. He's effed up. Uh, whoever's the other guy just starts shooting with like with, with a gun everywhere. Um, yeah, this is where, because this is the thing, is that Vince was a, was kind of a good guy up until this moment. It is in this moment that Vince the, goes, well, I, oh, if this is how it is. And he starts, he like then kills his secretary and like one, somebody else where it, it was like a huge turn of like, well, why is this guy bad now? But it's the pressure finally got to. Him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then there's a, there's a woman who sees Barry and is like, you know, you could oh, just right. have sex with sex with me instead. Uh, and he, and then he snaps her neck and very uh, tagline. He goes, can't waste a bullet. Then he gets in an elevator. Yeah. And the elevator he gets in, the elevator he calls to the floor to get in is the elevator that Danny and Roberto are on top of. Um, and so it, he gets in and it start and he starts riding it up for some reason. Am I remembering that right? I think he's going up to his office. Yeah. I don't know why there's no yeah. good reason to do that, but no, whatever no, yeah. he's doing that. So, um, they're freaking out because they're like, Oh shit, we're going to get, crushed. we're on top of an this. elevator. Um, Danny j- manages to like, just roll off and, and, yep. and get onto the, the, she's fine. Yep. But Roberto 
it's too late. Uh, and he gets caught between the side of the wall and the elevator, and he gets killed in a very unpleasant-seeming way. Does this count as Barry's kill? No. No, this is an accident. Technically? No, it's an accidental kill. All right, fine. We don't give it to Barry. Um, um, but but we do but, give but, it to Barry is his frustration. Because he gets stuck in the elevator. Stuck in the elevator. Because the elevator malfunctions with a person on top of it. He's so mad. He's so mad. It's kind of delightful. But now Sean Gunn has one uh, final idea, and it's it's a good one. He has been like, oh, the people that Barry shot in the lobby, their bombs are still there. They're in their heads. They're unexploded. We could fish out the bombs and use them to blow up the door, man! Yes, he, he explains this to Leandra when she when she finds him and his buddy um, picking at people's open yep. heads. Uh, and she is like, oh, that is a, that is a pretty good idea. Um, but then why do but, we... Well, so, so Leandra then, she's, she's down there in the lobby because she wants to get on the intercom because right. she yes. wants to find Mike. And so she's like, Mike, look, could you come down and, and, and find me? I really would like you to come down and find me, which sounds like a trick, honestly. Like if I heard that over the intercom, I'd be like, fuck, somebody's trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> no, she just misses him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she, but uh, Landra then like walks in and she finds, and she has a big confrontation with Wendell. Yes, because Wendell has. Uh, this, the, we're, we're now in the big, like, yeah, this is people are fighting and there's shit going on time. There's very few people left at this point. Yep. Um, Wendell has. There was a dude who hid in a freezer. Yeah, a little Wendell bearded dude. Found him and dragged him out and uh, has killed him. And she's like, that was your friend. He's like, he, eh, yeah. He's like, he I, was. Gotta, I gotta catch up to Barry. Yeah, can't hit let Barry win. So he's got his gun. Um, and, she, and she's got an axe. No, actually, hold on. She's got a gun first? It, I'm not sure this really matters, matters no, too it, much. No, it does because she sh- I think she shoots at him and then she gets Sean Gunn and hmm. his buddy to help he he gets shot. She's, she's shooting at her, and she is. They get behind a table, and they push the table. They use the table as a shield. It's not a great shield, and they sort of just push it against him and get get up to it, and they sort of pin him underneath it. But Sean Gunn uh, and his buddy both die before this yeah, happens. So yeah. she ends up with just her on top of the table. Exactly, and she axes Wendell in the face, very very harshly. Yes. Very 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 harshly. This is one of those like. You see uh, Wendell's face cave in in like a one of those like two frame shots yeah, that's yeah. supposed to like sort of go flash in your mind and go oh there is there there go there goes Wendell's face and it's fine because Wendell is a dickweed yeah um, oh, yeah we forgot about the part where where she calls him a pervert and he's like don't call me a pervert that is uh, thou dost protest too much <laughs> so um. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a that was a kill there. Well, um, so 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 here's where it, like I'm gonna just just note that 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 now Leandra has a kill to her name, um, yes. because uh, Mike and Leandra reunite, uh, well, right? So well, the, and some people die before that. There's actually more because again, there's a there's a handful of people. So we mentioned Vince. Vince uh, has starts making Molotov cocktails. And yep. he's throwing those around the lobby. Mike lobby's tra- on fire. Mike and Mike had sa- had saved again, but is working with and trying to help this. Um, I think cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Vince 
gets her with the, one of these, she catches on fire, burns to death. Um, and then Barry kills. Uh, Barry kills uh, Vince. Mm-hmm. And Mike and uh, Leandra run away while Barry is shooting at them. And then we get the moment that most that seems to upset people the most of this entire film. The, the, the moment that make people the most angry of the entire film. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have the same reaction because I feel like everybody gets really unhappy about that, that this happens, which is that Danny, having got oh, yeah, out, yeah. out of the elevator shaft and for some reason... And immediately gets like plugged by Barry. Yeah, I'm just going to ride the elevator down to the lobby. Why would she do that? I don't know, right. but she does. And it's literally ding, doors open, shot in the head. She's dead. Right. And she's out of it. She's out of it. So at this point, I think at that moment, that's the whole. Now we're down to the three. Now, now this is yeah. this is the yeah. part. You, you See, okay, and and here's <laughs> and here's where I thought this was going to be. I thought it was going to be that because uh, I don't think Mike has killed anybody up until not. this point. Barry has killed a lot of people. Leandra has killed one person. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be that. Uh, somehow Barry would die and then it would be down to Mike and Leandra and then the time would be up and it'd be like, Leandra, you win. And then Mike's head would blow up. That's where I thought this was going to go. Uh, in my, in my mind, I was like, Oh, that's why she killed Wendell. Uh, no, no she killed him because he was a piece of shit. Yes. And he was I, under, I understand her. that. And it's like motivated, <laughs> but I thought that was going to be that. I, I was like, That's why I, I thought I was, I was like seeing around that corner. It no. turns out. No, not at all. Um, no, in fact, they, they hide in a closet. Um, and, and discovered that she actually had already been shot. Yes. Uh, Barry, when he was shooting at her, did get her and she's bleeding out pretty badly. Yep. And they, she tells him that she loves him. This is the Shmi Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, yes. Tuscan Raider scene. And then and then she dies. I love you. And then like her neck, her she her head falls backwards and she dies. And so Mike is still hiding, and uh Barry comes stalking around. And um then, like, yeah, I'll be honest with you, this next scene, this part here, there's no there's no twist to it. Barry comes out. He wants to kill Mike. Mike is really, really mad because Barry killed his girlfriend. And he... right, but that's the only thing that Barry has done. Well, but that's what pushed him over the edge. Oh, if, yeah, that's true. And he, he jumps out. Right, so Le- Leandra got fridged so that uh, so that Barry could die. I mean, a little bit. Uh, she, she, she had a... Anyway. Um, <laughs> he, he, he jumps out... Uh, Adam, like he attacks him. He doesn't wait to be found, right? He, he, that's what I mean. Like he goes for it. He yeah. attacks him he, and they wrestle. Finally, he realizes that death is the only answer. And, no, come on. And I'll, I have things to say about that. <laughs> um, but he does kill him. And he just kind of. He I mean, off yes, his space kills him. He off space. He kills him. He beats him up first with like with, a. What's the first thing? Like a phone or something. And then it's a tape dispenser. And then a tape dispenser is what he actually kills him with. Yeah. And in the in the meantime, I, I I would say I think I have enjoyed everything up in the movie until this point. I think this is well shot. I think this looks great. I think this is on the nose and kind of dumb. Uh, 
Um, I mean, there's no, they, they, there's no twist to this part. Right, no exactly, exactly. It's, it's very, it's very, very straight ahead in a movie that I think otherwise has been really, really clever. Um, but there is a there is a informational video about Belko, uh, Belko that is playing, that's, and is and is it's fun, also a little on the nose, <laughs> right? It, it's very, oh. right? It's very, right? It's like allowing you to become master of your universe or something like that. It's something very much like. Like telling you that you are claiming your power just as yeah. he kills Barry with the paper dispenser. And there's some nice shots here. There's blood dripping off this paper dispenser in slow motion. It's enjoyable. But I would say the mo it's it's this is very much like we're showing you exactly what we're saying. Oh, we missed a th- we missed a thing, and I'm gonna t- I mean, listen. If anybody is really listening to this instead of watching the movie, that's very silly of you. And we're not as good as the movie people are. Like you should, you should. I mean, we're no, no, we're, we're the we're, we're the we're the audiobook version of the movie. Well, I, because here's the thing: we forgot a key thing, and now I'm going to tell it. And because I had to call it out special, Wait, it's going to what gonna, is it? It's going to give it all away. What is when, it? When when he gets down there, she does tell him. Oh, uh, uh, James John Gunn had dug all these bombs out from the dead people and then he goes oh yeah and he takes them and he puts them in his pocket i'm telling that for no reason it's totally irrelevant you can forget it now (laughs) so so um so he kills barry and then an announcement comes on and goes congratulations mr milch you've won and the the front gate opens up and the purge is over a couple of the bad guys the the, the security guys come in they literally have they're like he's like he's like stumbling and like falling all over them and they have to like keep like picking him up and like dragging him because he's like so out of it from it from it and they drag him into that hangar and in the hangar is very weirdly very weirdly um the guy who's been talking on the thing whose face is all scarred this is the bad makeup this is the one where you're like, oh, look, right, right, I can right, see right. your makeup, sir. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. It's also for, like, no reason. Like, why did they do it? And I don't know. Like, what are you supposed to get He's from He's now extra creepy. Is he? Okay, sure. Um, so so they're like, great. Good job, Mike. Uh, yeah, good job. Have a seat. Uh, We're going to do some monologuing questions. at you. No, no, we've got questions. They, they, he starts asking them questions like, why are you doing this? And he, they're like, I don't know, like science, don't worry about it. And they really, and that's a joke the way I said it, but that's also not a joke because that's kind of what happened. It is a little bit. They're like, they're <laughs> like, look, we have to be free to run unfettered social science experiments, free from the restraints of morals or whatever. And then he's like, why? And they're like, he goes, maybe someday the world will be better. Anyway, uh, we have questions for you. And uh, we want and his question. His, his question like, is well, so dumb. Well, it, I don't. I honestly, I don't remember what his question was there, because I was just going to say it, it, this is this is the part where you go. Turns out, Sean Gunn was a little bit right when he said this was all a psych, psych, psychological operation that was happening on us because they are just going to interview the winner. Anyway, what was the question? Well, the question was always like, "What emotions are you feeling right, 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 right now?" And yeah. then he starts giving him a multiple choice of like of, of like which emotions he is feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it I'm was, like, mm, I don't know if you guys up. are really good social scientists. No, 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 no. Um, and this is when he then does do the turn, which is he says he says something like uh, he asks another question, and, and and I forget what it is, but it, he pivots Sorry. to you've been so you've been watching us this whole time. I think that might even be the question you've been watching me the whole time, and they're like we're asking you questions, and he's like, but if you're watching the whole time, you saw me take the bombs. 
and they're like, uh, yeah, uh, where are the bombs now? And he's like, all over all of you. And then we get a little flashback cut of when he was stumbling with the yeah. guards and when he was stumbling into the guy that he's like planting the little bombs all over the yeah. persons. And they're like, what? And then he jumps up. Oh, here's another thing we didn't describe. The, the, the big board. Oh, yeah. They have a big board with everybody's name on it and little switches next to him and the switch that they flip to blow oh, yeah. him up. Yeah, flip it and so he like leaps up the board and just starts flipping all the switches. I was waiting own. for it. I was about to say, I was waiting for him to flip his own switch and go... <laughs> They do specifically show him, like, get, go, whoa, whoa, not that one. Um, yeah. and, and he flips them all, and they all start exploding. It doesn't kill them because it's just placed on them, but it fucks them up enough that he can grab one of their guns, and then he blows the shit out of the, the, the security people with the machine gun, and then he goes to the voice guy, and the voice guy goes, hey, buddy, uh, your, your whole thing is you don't like killing people. And he's like, yeah, Life yeah, is whatever. sacred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like... <laughs> It's like this is sacred. Pop, 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 pop. He doesn't say this. Is sacred, no, but it would be so cool <laughs> if he did that. And then, and then, then comes the ending b- button, which I don't love. Um, which it's is very cute. It's very cabin in the woods. Yeah, it's it's very much like yeah, sure, of course that's the button. And so, which is that he stumbles out into the daylight and. Like, I don't even remember. Does he collapse or does he just stand there? He's just sort of standing there, whatever. And the camera pulls out. And and now we see that it's his face on like a little screen. And it's an entire grid of other people also simultaneously stumbling out of buildings or shooting themselves in the the head. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So apparently they are are running 800 experiments all at the same time. And then it says like end of phase one. Begin of phase two. Stage two, yeah. yeah. Um, now listen, I'm not going to lie. I love this movie. I would kill for... I wouldn't kill. What? I wouldn't kill. I would oh be God. extremely thrilled. Wait, I, I, have, a social, I have a social experiment for you. I know you do. I know you do. I would love for there to be a sequel. That said, like, it's a little bit of a cheesy little... Yeah. We, we ran a zillion of these, really? Like, oh, I, I mean, sure, fine. Me I mean, I think... Right. Would you rather have him? He sort of stumbles out and then has to, like... Uh, he like the corn cob guy comes and like picks him up in this pickup truck and drives off. Um, I, well, I don't know if we're workshopping new endings, like, um, I, there, there's a, but here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Uh, yep. he stumbles out and he's fucked up. And then another thing comes along and goes like, they go like, uh, Hey, that was, that was, that was fun. Congratulations. Like, your private jet is waiting for you now. Like we've got like a billion dollars to give to you because you won or something stupid like that. No, that Listen, fun. like that'd be weird and fun. No, that, that'd, be good, that'd be good. Or that he's like, he looks around at all the dead bodies around him. And he's, he's like, and then he takes the place of the guy running the experiment. He's like, I'm going to run the next experiment. <laughs> I've decided that I love social science. Someday the world will be better. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Say, I will make it better. I, I want to say two. I have two things I want to say about the ending. First one, the okay. easy one, which is when we watched Battle Royale, I know I talked a lot about how I didn't think the ending was clever enough. And I thought the Hunger Games ending was more clever. I, I think this one as well. Um, I mean, again, we talked about the, the one-on-one fight at the end, but the, the bomb ending, like I'm, I'm happy that they did. It's something. fine. No, I like it. I thought, again, I think it was better than Battle Royale's ending. Yeah, what you would, yes, yeah. Well, well, it also doesn't have three additional endings after this. Well, they get that, that, yes. There's a, there's a dream sequence. You didn't watch those? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I just watched the theatrical version of this one. <laughs> well, the, and, uh, and we should mention, so then it, then the credits actually do go to the second cover of California Dreaming. And it's a real, it, this is not a, a high investment film. It is less than an hour and a half, uh, especially if you don't yeah, actually it, watch yeah. the credits. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a tight. It's a nice, it's perfect horror length. Yeah, very good right? stuff. Right, like, I think it, it's the right, like, get in, get out, do the thing. I, I would say I, I would recommend this movie. Oh, I absolutely. think this is this is a it it is a solid genre film, right? right? It's it's not more than that. I uh, I think it maybe it wants to be a little bit more than that, but I think it 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 is perfectly a great little nasty thriller. So let's talk about him killing them at the end. Uh, I'm okay with it, and here's why: because. Some people deserve to die. No, that's not why I'm joking. It's but because some people do deserve. No, to die. that's not true. It's because it comes down to the the argument about the death penalty. If you get into the argument of the death penalty, and you uh-huh. let's say you agree with me, and you say, uh, you, "I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't think that anyone should be put to death by the state at all. Like for any reason, there's no crime that is so bad that we should take someone's life because taking someone's life is the terrible crime, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the argument that everyone always says to you? Do you know what it is? Because it's the same one every time. Yeah, go ahead and just say it. What if it was your wife that was killed? Then wouldn't you want the person yeah. who killed your wife killed? And the answer is, if my wife was killed, I am not in a good place to be making the best decisions. Right. And, why would Why would you make <laughs> me decide? Right. That is, I am too emotionally invested when my wife is the victim to make a good, completely... Uh, moral decision and the same is true here mike did a wonderful job being the moral voice of reason but i don't blame him in any way for killing whatever he kills like well i think he is still also i think yes his (laughs) uh his situation is over from the main thing but he is still completely in life or death situation with these with with this group oh no no 100 percent. Right, right right he has no reason to assume that his safety is guaranteed For just sure. because he's the last person to come out well right? co- yes but earlier in the film his safety didn't matter earlier in the film it was more important that he not kill someone than right. that he lived and in this moment that is no longer the case and, and i but and I, I again think, i'm okay yeah. with that because it's like Yes, he's not perfect. Like that's, in general, movies movies are much more okay with you dispensing personal justice, uh, right? I mean, yeah. in oh, general, yeah. movies tend to tend to tend to justify murder oh, sure. all the time. But I I don't think that he was. So now this is actually this is a toughie. This is a toughie. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. Because in the early discussion, when they're deciding, should we kill? Should we even discuss killing 30 people? Should we should we kill 30 people? And he's like, no, of course not. No. Obviously, I'm with the no, of course not, no, right? Like, all the reasons. But one of them being like, because these people are going to do something terrible doesn't mean we should do something terrible. Like, it, it's not going to be me who 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 murders the people, and it's not going to be me who's responsible for the 60 people if I don't murder the people. It's... All of it it's still is these them. people. Yes. Either way, it's them. They're the ones who've orchestrated this situation. All the deaths are on them. Honestly, even if I killed 30 people, it's on them. But I'm not going to do that because why would I do that? That's terrible, right? Right. Um, I do not accept the uh, the framing of the situation. 
But at the same time, so, so I want to say it should be exactly the same at the end. But, it, but it's not, is it? It's not when you're sitting in front of the guy who ran the experiment and going, well, one of us is going to die. It, 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 it doesn't feel as moral to say, well, just allow yourself to die. Uh, because it's wrong to kill the people who've done the bad. That is, it, 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 I guess we're talking about killing innocent it, people versus killing. Bad it's strictly self defense at that point, right? I mean, it, 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 he, yeah. right? If I were Mike, I don't think I would believe for one second that because I won, I am safe. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you would still have every moral imperative to defend yourself against people who are absolutely interested in or uninterested in whether or not you live or die and possibly interested in your death. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that kind of applies to Barry too. Um, I mean, I think like Barry acts. No, I mean, as just killing Barry is what I meant. Oh, I see. But I would say, I think Barry's position is morally defensible, right? I think like given, like I think- In the early he, parts of the film. In the early parts of the film. I think he is, at, at the end, he's basically like, look, I'm just going to kill everybody who gets him and gets in my way. And I'm going to make sure that I am the number one killer in this, in this, in this house. You know what? Uh, but that's, but see, this is where, where I think that the whole turning up the heat thing uh, metaphor I, I did at the beginning makes sense. Because I just, as I think about it, I'm not sure that that's true. We say that his his position is more morally defensible at the beginning, but at the at the at the core of his quote unquote morally defensible argument is just the selfish motivation at the end. Oh, a hundred percent. But he also, I think, I recognize that personality type as well. Nobody else is gonna do it, so I have to be the one. I'm the only one with the guts mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. to do the hard thing. And I'm the only one with the, right? It's a very sort of CEO mentality. Yeah. And I understand that he's an operating officer. <laughs> but similar. He's but, trying to get up there. He's but, trying but, to work but, his way to the Exactly. But, but he is, he's definitely being like, look, I need to make the hard decisions. And I think there is something actually like baked into a management or leadership position that puts you in that mindset. Uh, where, I mean, I've, I've been at companies where I know the, for instance, the chief operating officer is broken up by, I have to fire people, people who are my friends. I have to let them go. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't have another choice. I have to save the company in order to do so. I have to make actively make these people's lives worse. And people who, with whom I have friends, whom I have spent years with, who I have had dinners with and trips with. And I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry, we, we can no longer, you are no longer part of this company. Uh, I think there is a separation that happens, right, with, with management, right, where you are not you are not of the people anymore. You are of the people making decisions who have power over the people. So I think he, I think, puts himself in, in that situation because he feels like he's naturally predisposed mm -hmm. to be able to do the thing that nobody else can do. He can see the thing that nobody else can see because he is, he is by position and training uh like has to do things that won't make people happy but are the right thing for the survival of an organization. Yeah. Yeah, that is all true. That is all true. But then he says that thing about his family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean like <laughs> at, the, at the core of it there's a selfish motivation, but I think he uses his 
CEO-ness, right, mm -hmm. to, oh, yeah. to justify it to himself, being like, look, I have to do the hard thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, okay. And, so and, and, he, and, he, and by the way, a great performance from him, too. What's that guy's name? Let's see. That's, I um, don't know. I feel like I've seen him before in something. And maybe uh, I looked Goldwyn. it up. I think I saw him in uh, the uh, From Earth to the Moon. I think he plays Neil Armstrong. Oh, my God. He was in Jason Lives. Who the hell did he play in Jason Lives? That was his first movie role, apparently. He was like some kid. Berg or something like that? No, no it says Darren. Darren? I don't know where you okay. got Berg. I don't know. What, just making well, I wonder up. what role was that? Well, we'll have to go back and watch Jason Lives. I guess so. Dang. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying to look at... Uh, I mean, I've certainly seen some of these movies, but I don't remember them that well. Uh, I, I definitely saw The Pelican Brief, but a long, long time ago. I saw Kiss the Girls. It's not a very good movie a long, long, long time ago. Wait, hmm. which Tarzan was he in? Oh, he was in the Disney Tarzan movie as a voice. Who did he play? Yeah. He played Tarzan. Ape. He played Tarzan? <laughs> yes. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. In the, I mean, again, you didn't see his face, but he did apparently no. play a... Uh, Amazing. Anything else? Oh, he was in the remake of Last House on the Left. I, I've never seen the remake. I've only ever seen the original. And he yeah, no, he's there. great. I think he he do, he does a really... I'd say great cast. Super At, well across cast. The board, across the board. Yeah, across the board, super well. I, I they, this is this movie is well worth your time if you if you if you want to go check this out. Even though we did just tell you everything about it. <laughs> Look, man, if you if you listen to this podcast, you know what you know what to expect. Amazing. Um, no, so th thank you, thank thank you, Jordan, for uh, for 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 making me watch this. So this is your I, favorite of the three uh, of the three bonuses that I added? Uh, without a doubt, hundred percent my favorite of the th of the three bonuses. Um, and maybe uh, my favorite movie in a while, if what I suspect is true about the, the movies coming up, I have no idea how okay. much I'm going to like any of these. Are you ready to make the announcement? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, I, we're, we're, go, we're going back to my roots of uh, absolutely dreading what I'm about to see. Uh, which, is, which is we've decided that the next series after The Purge is going to be drum roll, please. The Saw movies. The Saw movies. Uh, we have a new Saw movie coming out, which is which is which is very exciting. But in addition to that, there are fucking like what nine there other are, Saw yes, movies plus nine. Spiral. No, no, the Spiral's one of them. Spiral's included in the yeah. Okay, so we had nine uh, Saw movies to get through. These are well, movies that we're going to watch all ten. We're going to watch all ten. Oh my god. Uh, these are movies that I have actively avoided. Like I have absolutely like, like not just like, Oh, I'll get, I'll get to paranormal activity one day. Not like that. It's active avoidance of these films. Uh, as I fear that I will find them super unpleasant. Oh man, you should have mentioned you hadn't seen paranormal activity. You could have watched those instead. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so I, I've seen all of these other than 10, which I can't wait to see. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, I've seen them all at least, uh, except for Spiral. I've seen them all at least twice. No, so Spiral and Jigsaw, the last two. Um, but all the previous ones I've seen at least twice, if not more, a few of them more. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Uh, I do have a request for our audience, though. 
Ooh, okay. Um, I don't have any thoughts right now, particularly, on what we can watch as bonus episodes for movies that are Saw-adjacent or 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 inspired by Saw or that we feel like inspired Saw in, in good ways. So shoot us your suggestions. Um, what's the email address? It's... Uh, it is naturetrailpodcast at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm, yeah, I hope so. Why don't we double check that? Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm going to look at the email. Um, but yeah, nature, nature trail podcast at gmail.com. Um, email us there and let us know what movies we should watch as part of our bonus at the end of the song. You've got a little bit of time because a, this is the end of this season and there's 10 soft films for us to get through. But that said, please, please. That's so please, many films. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's so many films. It's it's not, not as, many. as many as Friday the 13th, right. but it's more than Texas Chainsaw. Correct. Correct. And obviously more than The Fridge. Yeah, clearly. Um, so, but it's, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what we make of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to hear what you think Saw is about without having seen it on our next yeah, episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> God dang it. I mean, you know, this is this is good because clearly Saw has had an impact, oh, right? Yeah. People, people enjoy Saw. People, they've made a lot of them. Um, my wife is excited to watch some of these with oh. me. So, 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 which is not always the case. She was like, "You are on your own for Texas Chainsaw." She joined for some of Purge, but was just like, "But Saw." She's like, "Yeah, I'll watch some of those." So, it'd be nice to have some 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 companionship, which nice. would be good. <sighs> Um, as opposed to Texas Chainsaw, which I suffered through uh, on my own in my dark garage. So uh, this will be nice to have a, have a, have a occasional uh, torture friend. <laughs> torture friend. Torture friend. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Well, um, yeah, no. So, so I, I w- will say that, like, I've been having all these warm feelings toward you recently, Jordan. I've been enjoying. Battle Royale. I did not enjoy Funny Games. That was a bit of a bit of a middle finger. But you're a better uh, person for having seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but all my feelings of uh, of curdled animosity have returned uh, in, in in anticipation of having to watch Saw. Uh, and so for that, Jordan, I wish you a very hearty mm-hmm. go to hell. Mm. Thank you for joining us on the Nature Trail to Hell. This show is produced and edited by Jordan D. White and Stephen Lawrence. Do you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or suggestions for us? Email us at naturetrailpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, Satan eats cheese whiz.